episode we're going to be talking about our recent beery trips and what's been happening in the world of modern beer over the last few weeks and there's a not a lot of bit um, <laughs> yeah. I know, well, one or two bits and pieces aren't there um but first of all carrying on from what we started on the last studio show we did um we got a mystery beer so for anyone who didn't hear the last time we did this um we've got a beer with no label on it and uh so one of us has brought it in only one of us knows what the beer is and uh, we're going to try and sort of pick it apart and work and out what it is. And for listeners that don't know, that Vicky is currently one nil up in the yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. So a lot to live up to. Look, up and to. Simon, you were the one that brought this one brought this one into the house. And obviously, for the sake of everybody, listener and uh, people in the room, even though we are together, I have no idea what this is either. Mm. So, uh, mm. He snuck it in yesterday. I de-labelled it yesterday. De-labelled it yesterday. You want to pull that out, yeah? should have checked the bins before we came in <laughs> <laughs> there you go so uh obviously you I don't can know how much um, see what so uh, yeah we've got we've got we've got, got two delayed cans, cans here so let's uh, let's crack the other one open oh, let's get all this stuff out of the bottom oh, oh, no. the, well does that give something away as well Ooh, that smells lovely Ooh. is that a nice all or a yeah that is a nice yeah, there we go so there's a bit of swirling going on here <laughs> people a lot, lot of sniffing a lot of uh, sensory input right now so what do we think lovely lots of hops in this one I'm going to say it's 100% hoppy beer um, colour hazy it's not, it's not on the real hazy end of the beer light of. haze it's yeah, not moderate haze yeah chill haze maybe Dave's is looking different is that because you've got stuff out the bottom or is it just the way you're it's more, not I've got more flavour in my mouth <laughs> yeah. so it's out of the bottom it's quite light it doesn't taste particularly strong um, no kind of like we put it on a lower ABV sort of scale okay yeah. so we're already going mm. in with the <clears throat> lower ABV scale so well I won't ask you to guess a specific ABV right now unless you want to have a, have, a, have a think about that for a couple of minutes and see what you think so basically we're kind of looking at um trying to sort of uh look at abv style uh the brewery if anybody feels uh inclined to have a a, a pick at what brewery it could be and just kind of the flavor sensation really and if, if they think there's maybe any adjuncts in it or what kind of hop varieties are in it for me it's got that kind of <clears throat> mosaic berry yeah. kind of edge i was just gonna say um slightly oniony bit of an onion brush thing yeah. For me, hops wise, I'm thinking mosaic Simcoe. Okay. I would say mosaic. Probably. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll jot these down on a little crib sheet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna. Th- I think it's actually deceptively strong. I think it would be stronger than you think it is. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say it's like nearly seven percent. Really? Yeah. Wow. Six to seven percent. Mm. What have you been smoking? <laughs> <laughs> my word. Vicky, what did you say? Mosaic I'm thinking it might be like a... Go, yeah. No, it definitely has got... I, I think this could be a, a low low to no alcohol beer. No. Oh, a, a bit of difference in opinion mm. there. So, Charles, what are you going in? Just a, just a ballpark ABV. Uh, I'm going to say... 
I'm going to throw a curveball and say 7%. Seven. 7%. Seven percent. Okay. Around that sort of mark. Yep. Mosaic wow. Ops. I'm going to say yeah. 4.5. 4.5, okay. Ooh. 4.5, <laughs> going for the half percent there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Dave's going to do 5, I reckon. No, I'm going to go... Um, I'm going to go three. Three. Wow. Going in low there. I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like a it's table a little beer bit kind of too, too thin, a little bit of a tabley beer sort of uh, to it. But yeah, mosaic, certainly. You're going to go mosaic as well? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in terms of the style in general, what, what, what kind of... Ta- table all the way for me. Oh, just yeah. a, a table beer. We're sort of looking at a, a table beer kind of style. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. pale ale. Just a pale ale. Pale, pale ale. IPA. Yeah. Although it's got a really clean finish. Is it an IPL? No. Okay, no. Sorry, Shot me down the flames. So it's the person who doesn't actually know what it is, but no, it definitely isn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can't, I'm not picking up any lager qualities in the beer. Any I'm definitely, definitely not, I don't know, I'm getting a bit of lager in there. Or is that the pre-show beer coming through? God, do I oh, always forgot, my thing? I've been yeah. too high on the mm. oh, <laughs> Now I'm, you're like, I'm, yeah. Is that your final answer? <laughs> um, well, look, it's not the mystery beer that I was going to bring in. <laughs> so, bit of artois, anybody yeah. think there's any adjuncts in it or anything like that? Or you think it's no. pretty straight up? Yeah, yeah? clean. Up, yeah. You think that's clean, so we're going... <laughs> you all think there's no adjuncts, right? Okay. Um... And anybody going to think of a potential brewery? I just I know this is a real hard one to kind of guess, really. I don't know. I've seen something like I've seen some things on the bottom of something the, like left-handed giant, maybe. Yeah, I've seen some letters on the bottom of the tin. So. Uh, if that's cheating, then shoot me. But <laughs> you did say that it was okay. No, I didn't know like, what was on the bottom of the tin. <laughs> well, yeah, yes. <laughs> Are we all gonna get we're all gonna get the brewery right. So left handed giant, yeah, for me as well. <laughs> I made a, a rookie error. There. I, I should have like stuck a label at the bottom or just said there's no way that you're. Uh... I mean, to be honest, you know, just backtracking a little bit to kind of pick a mystery beer to do this is pretty difficult mm. because you go into a bottle shop, good bottle shop. I was in Beer Gonzo in Coventry, and there's loads of things that you would think that would be good. But the bottle shape, the bottle style, the bottle mm. colour, some stuff just gives it away so much. much. It's like, yeah. that's impossible. I think it has to be a can now. Yeah. I think it has to be a can. I think the, the field now for bottles... A peelable label it, and then someone to put a marker through yeah. the... The only yeah. other way you can do it... <laughs> yeah. The only other way you can do it is um, if you have a bottle, I'm basically, I'd gone into a different room and poured the beer in a different room and brought it in. Pour it into a carafe or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe that's the way to do it. If you want to kind of bring something left field in and bring in like, you know, odd lambics that you happen to find kicking around in the cellar, um, that may be the way that you, you'd have to do that. Maybe I could bring some for the next one after my mm. trip to oh, Brussels. Yes. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Uh, if you can get back in the country. Um, <laughs> so, so basically, yeah, we're, we're looking here now at... Uh, I mean, uh, over overriding flavours is another category I've got down here, but you don't have to kind of shout that out if you no, don't want to kind of do that. Uh, but so basically, we've we've got comments in the fields of ABV style, the brewery, uh, the hops, and any adjuncts of which 
So what, what are we ranging from ABVs then? We've got seven down to three. We've got three to seven, so that <laughs> encompasses quite a... Uh, yeah. quite Somebody's going to look quite bad on this. <laughs> well, let's see who it is. So, are we, are we all okay to do the reveal now? Yeah. And uh, oh, I'm, yeah. I've got the label in my back pocket oh. here. So, he's even truth. sneaker, isn't he? Oh, no, it is. Yeah, I'm well off. Left-handed giant, it is. Oh. So you're all right because of your detective work. Thank you very much. It's called Still Dreaming. It is a pale ale. Oh, it is three and a half percent ABV. Okay, ready on the hops. Galaxy. Oh, Nelson Sovin. Citra. Oh, oh no! Mate, do you know what? Miles, I nearly uh, said there's no. definitely no Nelson in this. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it ain't been near mosaic at all. What's in there? Malts, Marisotta, extra mm. pale, um, carapils, uh, oats, and wheat. The yeast is WLP uh, 002. Uh, other lactose and maltodextrin there's lactose in there's this lactose. Yep. wow yeah. no. you no wouldn't way. necessarily thought that no. I must admit okay. having no. drunk it myself but when I saw this I was trying to pick a beer I thought oh interesting one got lactose in it yeah. but Can it's not it's it? not overtly sweet is it no I can't believe you're giving me a beer that's not vegan friendly <laughs> <laughs> yeah how long have you been vegan I'm now I'm to start eating meat now yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the bacon tomorrow um so yeah, that's that's pretty much it, guys. Um, that, yeah. that is the beer. Wow, surprising! Um, so who's nailed the most categories then? Probably, probably, Hello. probably Mr. I think Mr. Moore. Mr. Yeah. Moore. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, you got the ABV right within half a percent. Table beer and it's calling it a pale ale, but I guess this is come on, a three and a half percent pale yeah, ale. Yeah, exactly. It's be it's, a table it's, beer. So I'll give you that as well. You got the brewery right as well. You didn't get the hops right, and you didn't get the adjuncts right. So, but you've still got more right than than <laughs> the rest of us. <laughs> so basically, you you are the winner of mystery beer. Well Yay! Done. So well, well done. done. Jingle. Jingle. Yeah. Um, we'll, have to, we'll, we'll make one up and uh, yeah, 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 fly yeah. that in after. Uh, yeah. Um, in in the edit. So now now we all know what it is. What do we think of it as, a, as a nice three and a half percent pale ale? I think it's pretty decent, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Like I say, I think, I think there's, a, there's certainly some. Lagery notes in there. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's very clean. I can't get the lactose though. No, it's definitely. It's, it's quite well, it's clean, sharp, and yeah, like I say, I, Do you I expect with the lactose, I, I, I expect a little bit of smoothness. I don't know, is it not just a little bit rounded off because of the lactose? It's, it's hard to know, isn't it? Mm. It's one of those things because you know it's in there, you then go, oh yeah, maybe it's a bit less sharp than it would be. I don't know, I, I don't want to cast aspersions on uh, some of our friends but when they walk past and you're drinking a beer and they go oh did you not get a bit of cheese in that and you think oh <laughs> it just resets your brain and you start yeah. thinking about it yeah, yeah that's right that's right but do you think it's the because um, it was what was making you think that it was a higher ABV than it um, I think untapped that's what it was it was looking at left under giant I was looking at what came out beginning in March roughly and it was, it was actually a, a left under giant beer which I had which was oh hang on so uh, you're admitting to cheating then so um, no, disqualified <laughs> doing a little bit of research it actually backfired massively because they released a beer called Nobody's Perfect it tasted a little bit like that right in, in some ways but mm-hmm. that, so that made me think it was going to be a bit higher on the ABV but 
No, well, that, that one was right. This is it, you know, and I, it's a funny thing with a mystery beer. You sort of think when you're picking one, you think, "Do I just get something really bonkers?" And you probably all thought I'd get some kind of smoked beer in or something like that. <laughs> well, we did suggest, you know, the the proper yeah, Roush the, beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, but that's too obvious. <laughs> yeah, I would have known obvious. that immediately, and uh, and it also Although stinks the, the, the kitchen um, out. Of Cloudwater um, collab. Oh, that, the against uh, the grain. Yeah, the against the grain one that we've uh, we've both bought. That's got a bit of a smokiness to it. A little bit, yeah. But but smoke is smoke, and uh, I, I think and bacon is bacon. And bacon <laughs> is bacon. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So um, so now so we've got another beer in front of us, and at least this time we now know all know what we're drinking, don't we? So we're drinking the um, Cloudwater Friends and Family AW IPA, um, which is their all season IPA brewed in the New England style. Um, yeah, it says it's, it's the notes say it's a silky body and a semi-sweet, juicy finish that's low in bitterness. I'd agree with all of that. Anybody else? You're all yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's classic New England style, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Quite pineappley. Yeah. yeah, bit of malt in there. Lovely. Mm. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, that's a that's a great. Beer. I, I, I probably put it about three percent. Um, <laughs> 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 only works once per show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort of carrying on the theme and getting there. Actually, it's six and a half percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Typical. Uh, yeah. I'm getting some Nelson in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the Nelson. Oh, the Nelson. Yeah. Well, Has it got any Nelson in it? I don't know. It doesn't well, say. They don't, it. They it doesn't say they no, they've it's stopped doing that now, all, haven't they? All the series of, of Cloudwater Core beers don't have any uh, ingredients description on, on the back. Um, yeah. Whether that's something they reintroduce in time. Um, and although, isn't this their core... IPA this anyway. This is a rebound version. Core for Cloudwater, I know, don't so really do core, but... It was a limited run of, yeah. of artwork which they yes. produced for the can. Yeah. Um, so, ah, so, so it's just an all-season... Yes, so all-season IPA. But because of the can was to tie in with the friends and family thing, then... Um, Hey, that's a great segue, isn't that's it? That's a great segue, but Funny what I was going to say was, it was on the can, it just literally lists everybody that was, thank you to everybody that attended yeah. the friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but uh, we might know somebody who, um, who went to the friends Can and family event. to that uh, controversial <laughs> festival? I didn't, I didn't no, go. I, I, I didn't heard about go, it. A lot yeah. of it online. Oh, yeah. 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 I think I went. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Um, over uh, to you Charles yeah. <laughs> so got some last minute tickets um, on the same week went up on a Saturday morning and yeah got up quite early in the morning to see a blog post that had been released by Cloudwater saying highest of the high to the lowest of the low I thought whatever could this be at this time of the morning and lo and behold it was <coughs> the fact that well we, we all know events unfolded but there was a possibility that it wasn't going to go ahead and we were wondering what we, whether we were still going to go up and uh, I had a hotel booked anyway, so I was always going to go. Uh, to be honest, if you go to Manchester, there's still some good places to drink, but obviously but, it's not what you paid for, is it? But the thought of the of 2,000 quite angry craft beer geeks <laughs> in guess. Manchester trying to fight <laughs> yeah. to get to the same places was not really filling me with a great deal of positivity. But we went up and, um, yeah, we were following all the Twitter updates as they came through. Um, the various forums were, were kind of kicking off and exploding about what was going on and then we heard that it was going to be at another venue and then then we heard it was going to be back at the original venue and the times of the, the, the sessions had changed and um, but luckily yeah we all, all, you know went ahead and we had a fantastic time yeah 
So your first experience of an all-in ticket, yeah? Yeah, so it was an all-in ticket. Um, <clears throat> it was quite different in the way it was run because obviously we had several of what they would call hype breweries. Um, so Trillium were there for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, other half were there. who have been to many festivals already recently. Uh, Hill Farmsteads were there. Um, Monkish were there as well. So the idea was they wanted, uh, there was a guaranteed pour system. So you had a, had a card, piece of card that gave you at the entrance and they would mark your pour within the first few hours of each. So you'd have one guaranteed pour from each right. of those five, I think it was five of them, those, those brews which I mentioned. And um, you could, that was it for three hours until the last hour of the session, whereby it was a free-for-all really. So you could go um, back to those breweries yeah. then and have some more then after that time period, yeah? Yeah, so for the last hour you could go back and then have as much as you wanted really. But um, but yeah, I'll say it was it was quite surreal in many ways because um, obviously the, the sessions were, were later and Paul Jones got on the microphone and obviously, um, yeah, discussed what had gone on and what he was requiring the participants to, how he wanted them to behave and... That, sort of thing. that sounds a bit draconian, but uh, uh, I guess having read well, all the stuff of like, it was either behave yeah. yourselves because we got the license. Uh, well, it was a possibility that if, if he if they infringed again on the on the licensing, um, Paul could have faced a, a prison sentence or a, a massive fine or potentially both. So it was worth um, worth mentioning. <laughs> worth mentioning. Yeah. So obviously they cut the music off as well. So the Friday night obviously went really well. There was DJs, live music, um, a bit more noise and probably more drunkenness. And um, that was slightly curtailed or curved a little bit in, on the Saturday sessions, but that was the only difference really. I think I'd have preferred that session actually, to be <laughs> honest. No, that's just me. I was um, going to say, it didn't yeah. hinder you that there wasn't any music or any... Not really, no. hinder the atmosphere <laughs> or anything? quite a calming sort of atmosphere because it's a big... Upper Canfield Market is obviously a big venue. Yeah, we've um, walked past there a few times. It's yeah. quite a big place, isn't it? Yeah. So no music. It's like the best Weatherspoons ever. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the levels of drunkenness after about an hour probably did match some of the Weatherspoons. <laughs> did, you, did you spot any tramps in there? Or I don't uh, think the tramps would have probably paid 65 quid a ticket. True. But, uh, Very true. Um, so maybe that's the new hipster style or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, tramps. So obviously you've got to sample some amazing beer that doesn't often come to the UK there. What, what were the sort of beery highlights of, of the festival for you? I mean, there were so many. It was it was very hard to, to nail down a particular beer, but I did try very early in the session. There was a, a lot of talk about Bellwoods, who'd come over. Um, Bellwoods in the USA, they bought a beer called um, a Jello Tangerine. I'm actually going to look it up on the tap. It was a very, very fruity um, sour beer. Uh, Tangerine Jelly King, that was the beer. Oh, okay. Um, so that was absolutely incredible. It was a four percent um, sour beer, which with with various hops, dry hops, um, and it was incredibly fruity. Lots of tangerine puree added to it. Um, incredible flavours, and that was a really nice starting beer because it was wasn't so it was not monster ABV. Is not monster ABV. Yeah. Um, so there was that. Um, I didn't get to try a lot of the UK stuff to be honest, because again. There's only so many imperial... But in a way, there was the point when you can... Well, yeah. If you've got a source for good verdant and other juice mongers uh, in mm. the UK, then you're going to hit the stuff that you just cannot get, aren't you, really? Yeah, I think there was there was definitely a lot of that. And it was reflected in, in some of the cues for those sort of hype breweries. There was definitely a more of a, um, 
a demand for those beers as opposed to the UK breweries. But um, was it a speedy sort of thing? You got pretty much so to do it quickly. Yeah, I think I think to start with, I think the natural reaction was to go straight to sort of the trilliums and the, and the other halves and things like that. But once the festival wore on, I think the the, the queues became much more manageable, mm. and a lot of the I mean Hill Hill Farmstead, you know, in the last after an hour or so, barely had a queue at. You know, looking at some of the best saison and wild beers in the world, and there was barely anything you could just walk up, you just walk up so, and yeah. get it. So uh, that's pretty you stood, stood, at the, was, stood at the bar, shouting, "You fools!" Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Uh, no, you're well, just happy that you could go up there. <laughs> well, if I'd have tried that, I think I'd have been thrown out after uh, <laughs> what Paul had said at the beginning. Um, but um, but yeah, everything ran really smoothly, and um, there was no trouble really. I mean, I think. You could tell there was a little bit more of um, a lower tolerance on drunkenness because there was one or two people that maybe did leave slightly early through behaviour, so that was definitely clamped down on. Um, that's that's interesting because the whole all-in ticket thing, it, it's it's an odd one because you sort of think anybody that wants to get completely rat assed is not going to spend 65 quid to do it on the most exquisite craft beer in the world. They would probably just go and buy some trap juice from the local one-stop, wouldn't they? No. Um, no, no, but equally, that is it not an element of maybe you've been dragged along by or not dragged along, but you you know a mate said to you, "Oh, oh come no, along I've to been this." Dragged along to one yeah. of the country. <laughs> no, but you know if you're not that used to it, or you know, yes, you might like the craft stuff, but maybe you've not had that much stronger stuff, and suddenly it, it is point, yeah. it is that mentality, isn't there? Or I think it might you know, be, it's all in and might be a bit dangerous know, for uh, an all in ticket evening session yeah because you've got the chance of having a few beers beforehand then you've already got the sort of lust for beer and then, yeah. and then you, you go at it a bit too quick yeah and then well this is what we're going to say because we weren't sure um, went with a friend who, who lives locally and we weren't sure what was happening so we thought well, we'll just go get into Manchester about midday to one o'clock which we did and we went to a few of the different bars and then we heard that our festival was that our session at the festival was put back an hour right um, so it was more drinking time potentially <laughs> yeah. so we had to kind of be a little bit careful mm. as to what we had before leading up to that pints of yeah. striding edge yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. a bit of nanny state in the yeah. Yeah. well there was a, a wander beyond uh, tap takeover the the pub directly opposite Upper Campfield Market oh, right. uh, I'm sure I know that one I can't remember what it was called but it was yeah you'd see a list of sort of mm. 9% plus ABV mm. beers that wander beyond the brewing and you think how tempting it would be to have yeah. a couple of those but um, yeah, you don't want to crash and burn before you go into the yeah. festival you you know, know. no but this is it and if people the knots yeah the knot bar I think oh I know the knot bar yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but um, yeah I think that's that's what I was trying to say though is that sometimes people think oh I'll be alright I'll be alright I'll be alright and then you know actually they get in there and then suddenly they like we said crash and burn and uh, yeah. I definitely think there was I mean I, I tend to um, yeah started slowly and just sort of didn't feel pressurised to get the beers because you knew that you had a guaranteed pour from like the Vale, Monkish, all the guys I think I that's the first yeah. isn't it at a festival yeah. you think that worked quite well the way that they did I, I actually think it did yeah. I know there was a lot of um, debate as to whether it was um, they were a bit tight on the measuring so I think it was a 70 mil milliliter Ooh, 70 pour, mil which, <laughs> which doesn't sound very much but if it's a 9% beer mm. and you just want to try it it was actually a perfect amount yeah some people leave that bit in the bottom of their pint glass <laughs> but uh, yeah no I get it with, with, with the super rare stuff yeah um, and they're very small tasting glasses as well so it is like 
half filling the glass after yeah, you've gone. So, yeah. you know, if you put it into one of these, you know, two thirds glasses, it would look yeah. a minuscule amount. But yeah, um, you know, mm. it was yeah, seventy mil though. <laughs> <laughs> no. well, I'm not impressed with that. You've got no. a very don't, pained look on your face there, yeah. Dave. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, whether they stuck stuck rigidly to that um, measurement, probably not. With the amount of queues and the amount mm. of people had to get through. Might have maybe slipped a bit extra on a pour now and again, but oh, I've accidentally poured a pint, yeah, um, <laughs> of a Hill Farmstead saison or something. Um, but overall, yeah, you think it's a good experience? Would you go again? I'm sure it's going to happen again next year. I think it's definitely going to happen again. I, yeah. I know that they'll they'll definitely not overlook anything <laughs> yeah. like yeah. they did this time around. Um, so is it true uh, Andy Burnham got involved and sorted it out? The, the mayor of Manchester. Manchester. Yeah, well, apparently there was yeah many kind of. Um, dignitaries and people of a high position that got involved in, in saving so I saw a response on Twitter it, uh, saying that he was going to he didn't know what he could do but he was going to give it a go so yeah and then did he just like rock up and start downing the dippers with everybody else you'll never know um, but so yeah it's, it's, it's definitely been up for a bottle share but yeah. you know, <laughs> no one is politics yeah. yeah so yeah they had um Sorry to interrupt this time. They had a yeah, the great Manchester mayor Andy Burnham. Yeah. Um, his advisor on nighttime affairs, Satcher Lord. Um, and each yeah, they were calling them through the night, and there was various leads that came through, and people were breweries were helping out, um, kind of bars were kind of offering suggestions, and it was just a, I mean, the, the fair play to the guys behind orga- the organisation of the event because they must have ran on just no sleep. Yeah. And no, a lot of this has come out now in the blog post, hasn't it? And it, it is. You know, total fair play to them for pulling out every single stop to kind of make it still happen. It's amazing that the Saturday sessions happen. So you know, fair play to them. Yeah, yeah and, and it shows the, you know the gravitas that you know some of these craft breweries are starting to get now mm. um, in in the localities. So yeah, it's a really positive outcome in the end. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely would go back next year and. Maybe you guys will as well. Yeah. Would drink again then. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of all in tickets, would you do that one again, um, or are you still in favour of the pay as you go? Yeah, I think I'm still a little bit, probably more inclined to the uh, token system, such as yeah. what we saw, we see at Man. Yeah. I just think it allows you a bit more freedom as to what you do. Um, there's no pressure to get a certain value of what you spend. Um, and I think, yeah, you can just moderate a little bit better, whereas. Mm. I think when you when you're outlaying sixty five pounds, it's still in the back of your mind that I've paid sixty five pounds here. I want to try and get not all of the value, but I want to try and yeah get the good stuff out of it. Yeah, really, yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's that's a very fair know, point. Yeah. So, but I I think it works well, and I guess it's much more easy to to administer and, and, and manage as a, as a, an event sort of yeah. organisation because you know exactly what you've got to spend on beer really and what you can afford I suppose yeah it simplifies it on the day itself doesn't it whereas mm. at Indie Man you go oh for a of tokens I've got to go and buy some more tokens and all of that yeah. faffing about it's a lot so. of organisation and, and on, on, on their part and I know the Hop City's going this way for the first time and that's coming up next week and I mm. didn't decide I decided not to go to that this year but right um, are you feeling alright <laughs> 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 I know I know yes yeah. uh, I prescribed some uh, yeah heavily hopped beers yeah um so kind of flipping it kind of I mm. guess 180 degrees really from that kind of festival uh, to Cake to uh, Cask 2019 that yeah. you went to Dave which uh, I mean Cask beer festivals aren't exactly unknown because it's, no, it's they're, they're quite prevalent aren't they really. yeah. yeah so how was it and what makes it different from maybe a normal camera 
So this was different because uh, it was 40 craft producers, mm-hmm. uh, so craft breweries, who put some of their beers into cask, some of them for the first time. Uh, so they sent uh, two casks each. So there's one for the afternoon session, one for the evening session. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a, a fantastic event. It was. So this this was held in London, yeah. It was in uh, just at the end of the um, Bermondsey Beer Mile, so it was right. in in one of the arches, and right. uh, it was about 250 yards north of uh, the bottle shop. Was it? Which, it was, uh, was it Affinity? It was Affinity that ran it. Yeah, yeah. So they ran it, and uh, it was it was 20 pounds a ticket. And you got for that uh, glass, which I brought with me today, which is a nice, it's little, a tankard, isn't nice it? looking yeah. tankard. Yeah, so you could have a pint glass or a half glass. You chose as you as right. you went in, <laughs> um, and you got a, a, a list of the beers, and you also got four uh, tokens. No, so, no guaranteed pulls. No guaranteed pulls. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So we got four tokens, and that get, got you a half per token. Right. Okay. Uh, and then it was uh, a tenner for four more, which you right. could buy That's at the bar reasonable. when you got there. Right. So if you if you run out of tokens, you go and you order a beer, and they say right, I need to buy ten pounds worth, and you get some get some tokens. So it was it was really good. Um, I was a bit apprehensive about going to be honest because I booked a ticket for it six months ago. Yeah, uh, told you guys about it, and then you forgot about it until <laughs> they sold out. And then sold out, go, and, yeah. and that, so it meant I was going down to London on my own, um, which was uh, an interesting. Uh, an interesting day, really. I um, I spoke about going down to the the festival on a on a, a well known Facebook forum, and uh, a couple of people said, "Well, we're going, and um, if you spot us, come and say hello." And to be honest, I spotted him in the queue. Um, someone else I also spotted in the queue was our friend uh, Terry, oh, who'd yeah. uh, come down to get some um, uh, some beer mats from someone else in the queue. <laughs> uh, spotted me. We had a, we had a good chat because we were out the following week. And um, uh, then we got went inside. I got my first drink, and then met the people from the uh, the forum. And yeah, the, brilliant, brilliant yeah. day. Yeah. Um, so I spent my time with uh, uh, Mark, Elaine, Gary, Daryl, and Andrew. Uh, Andrew works for Vibrant Forest, um, oh. and uh, got a decent bit of uh, a bit of a chat with him. And um, yeah, no, it was it was an excellent day. We even went to the bottle shop and uh, the Cloudwater Tap Room afterwards. Oh, um, the food in there was was brilliant as well. Uh, there was uh, toasted sandwiches, um, cakes made with some of the beer that was being poured as well, oh. and um, and also um, my personal favourite, uh, scotch eggs of various types, all with runny yolks. Oh. And I oh, didn't no, know just... until I got home that I spilled a little bit of the yolk on my <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> so I spent all day with a bit of yellow drip down my throat. <laughs> uh, so they were that good friends that you met up with, and they, they didn't, didn't mention think it. Turned a blind eye. But I think I think something to say about the festival itself: the the venue was uh, could have been better. Uh, it was a bit dark. Because it looked very really dark. So in it pictures, was just a railway arch. Then, it basically. was in a railway arch. So you sort of walked in through the door. There was an arch going back about 50 metres and then you'd turn a corner halfway down it and there was another arch running for another 20-25 metres there was lights at the end of it there wasn't lights in the middle and you couldn't lean against a wall because the, it was running with water it was under, underground so it sounds like a beer festival in a tunnel then it was in a tunnel yeah yeah. 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 The, f- the food was on the on the left hand side as you walked in 
and there was a shop so beer merchants had got a shop in there you buy t-shirts and um, you know, bottles of beer merch. to take away and a bit of merch um, and then there was uh, one little bit of seating but you could only fit around about 30 people around it right with there being that many people in there we stood up for the whole five hours mm. which was you know it could have been better in that respect yeah. but it was doable um, the queue for the bar initially I mean, it took me about 10-15 minutes to get in yeah. the queue for the bar was at one point from the bar to the door where you came in right. so I, we had we had visions of oh no we're going to have to get a beer go to the back of the queue drink the beer while you're in the queue and then get another one but to be fair to them the bar staff were absolutely out of this world within half an hour you could stand at the bar and be served within, within a minute well, the one thing I was going to ask, actually, with some of these kind of crazy style beers, which which were being advertised in by some of the high breweries in the UK, was there any dispense issues that you noticed with some of these beers? For being in the cast for the first time, was there any? Yeah, because no. there were some big beers, weren't there? there well, was it was like, also, I mean, little Earth had these some beers. Yeah, little Earth. I mean, the the, the highlights um, for me from that. Um, so Summerlands from Vibrant mm. Forest. Uh, there was a lager with Bobek from Partisan. Uh, there was a uh, Beaver Town, sorry, Beaver Ken, um, yeah. <laughs> put uh, Lupaloid on cask. Ooh. Uh, fantastic. Sharks, fantastic. Water, Sharks was on in the evening. Yeah. Uh, I had the Safety Flares, which was a 5% pale. Yeah. Great, great beer. Um, particular highlights for me was the Little Earth. Uh, stupid, stupid, sexy Suffolk. Uh, it was blend two. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Easy for me yeah. to say. Um, uh, that was uh, that was fantastic. Uh, the Hawkshead Tiramisu, ten percent um, dark oh. beer was absolutely fantastic. Oh, Which is the sort of beer yeah. that's perfect. In that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The the best by far was um, Fine Ales. They did a, a beer called Deathbed. It was a nine and a half percent wee heavy and wow. oh so cool. Oh, I love the wee heavy style. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. That was the, that was the finisher for the for the festival and it was a, it was such a deserved mm. sort of beer of the festival for me. Mm. Uh it was it was great. Um so yeah no I would heavily recommend going to this uh, this festival next it's year. Not, it's not a massive outlay is it or anything? No no like no that. and, it, and um, it's near where there's lots of other places to go to as mm, well yeah. um, you know I mean like and for said, us it's quite easy to get to London really isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Speaking. Uh, and, and like I said it was a it was a five minute walk from London Bridge so you know not too bad at all and, and you were then close to the top end of the beer mile there was lots of other bits and bobs you could do go to afterwards um was the crowd of people quite uh, mixed? Was this sort of like can you tell sort of the craft crowd and then the camera maybe crowd? The camera crowd? I don't there know. was there was some of the beer Illuminati there. Uh, there were some of the brewers were there that, uh, mm. for the from the from the cask. Uh, sorry, from the from the breweries that had made uh, mm. made the beers. Um, we saw uh, Little Earth there. Uh, I spoke to the guy from Violent Forest. Uh, very nice chap. He he left after we uh, we'd gone into the bottle shop a little bit for a, for a little while. Mm. Left me with a couple of cans, which mm. uh, you know, cheers. <laughs> they, they were they were very much enjoyed on the train on the way home. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, the we went to the bottle shop, Cloudwater. That was when the curtains started coming in. So <laughs> I had to I had to go home then. But uh, I suppose we should have a chat about the bottle shop really. Yes, of course. Yeah, the bottle shop uh, gone into administration as of uh, was it last week or something? Like that? Yeah, Monday last week. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, so uh, they uh, have lost a significant proportion of their um, distribution. 
that they they were doing. I think it was twenty seven percent something like that. Yeah, which uh, no official word on who that was, but it's been said that it was the um, the Beaver Town distribution that they had. That obviously Beaver Town now using. Although we don't know that for sure. We don't know that for sure, but I but think it seems to be a fairly safe kind of bet. And I heard also was it Omnipolo now switch distributors as well that had yep. a, another effect. Uh, uh, I think there are a few that had, that had switched, and um, yeah, it's a bit of a big shame, really. Yeah, because I mean they were they were working with likes of Modern Times as well, so you'd see a lot of the, the rare oh. Modern Times. He was a bit of a pioneer, really, because he, he he started. A, he was big on the cold chain, yeah, very much a cold chain, and he started a refrigerated uh, container coming from America once every every month, and he'd fill that up, send it over, sell it in all the shops. Um, so yeah, definitely big into into cold chain, and uh, probably a pioneer of getting some of the bigger American breweries into into the UK. Yeah, I remember uh, when we'd been in there before that, that they had some of these kind of beers in the fridges there, although the, the pricing mm. was understandably quite extreme on some of those cans. But yeah. yeah. And the other one that we think is, is McKellar as well. That's what I think. Which was yeah. a big, we left a big hole as well yeah. When, yeah. When, they, when they dropped. Um, and this is the thing, I guess, if you're into distribution, you, you are at the mercy of if you get a couple of contracts like that pulled that are big contracts then well it's, it's just so competitive isn't it and, yeah and it, those are blows that you can very hard to recover from um, yeah in any way so I mean I, I'm just pissed off on a personal note because they had a brunch in Margate and we're going away for a few days in Margate in June so uh, that's you know but that's, that's that's just me being selfish uh, obviously you know on a serious note you know people have lost their lost their jobs on this one and so it's it's not really yeah, I'm sure it's, it's, I think they're hoping sad. that there's going to be a, a, a takeover at some at some point. Mm. There was they were really close to someone taking them over, uh, but that didn't quite come off at the, the sort of last hour. So he had to close was the that doors. But, uh, <laughs> I thought I heard that rumor, but maybe we shouldn't. No, <laughs> no, I was joking because of the whole stone oh, right, right, right. stone Berlin yeah, thing. But you know, they've, got money <laughs> <left>. <laughs> they've sunk it all into Europe now. Yeah. On, on a serious note, though. It, it's too good a space and too good a venue just to let yeah. it drop and yeah. and, um, and and you know go by the wayside. So it would be great to see that be taken on by someone with, with some real ambition. Exactly, and then um, you know when when we've been down for the the, the beer mile, that's always the, sort of the, not the end point, but it's it's one it of the end points. Point. And, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 they've got a really comfy yeah. sofa, which, which you fell yes. asleep on. Which yeah. you fell asleep on last that's, year. That's why yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It was warm up there. The Venus flytrap. I'd had a really good day up until that point, and then everyone started taking photographs of me you on the comfy sofa. Having, yeah. Yeah. having your dad naps. Well, yeah. it was yeah. I, I needed it. I, I definitely needed it. Yeah. Uh, so so generally, then a thumbs up for the Cast Twenty Nineteen Festival and. Uh, Hopefully we'll get more organised and, and come, yeah. Next yeah. Time. come down next time. Yeah. yeah so well, look, I, I definitely warned you last. You know, this time yeah. I, I definitely said, yeah. you know, come on, get it booked. Yeah. It's going to be good. Fair play. And uh, yeah, no, it was definitely an excellent day out. I think you've um, proved, uh, haven't you, that uh, we have to listen to you in future. Well, yes. Don't, 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 don't say that. Don't, don't say it. Oh, don't, no, no. Don't, and it's recorded. Don't big him up. He'll get two people his boots. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, <laughs> so, um, well, we haven't actually been to any uh, festivals, really, have we? But no. um, we did have a few days off work, so we went up to York, because York's a nice place to go to. Um, 
and uh, yeah, we did a bit of touristy stuff, didn't we? And um, and we met up with a friend of the show, uh, Rob, uh, from Hopzine, uh, yeah. who has a great YouTube channel reviewing beers. Check him out. Uh, and basically, uh, we, we went to a few places in York, uh, House of Trembling Madness, New Branch, because they've got a better beer selection in the New Branch. But we did go into the, the older, smaller, more kind of... Uh, idiosyncratic kind of uh, so is that the venue? one with the beer shop on the ground floor or the bar upstairs both of them uh, well no, the, the so old one has the beer shop on the ground floor and the, and bar, then upstairs. the bar upstairs it's a real rickety sort of yeah, steps yeah, that one. yeah we went to that on the following day yeah. the, on the Thursday that we was up there we went to the new one which has got a beer shop in the basement and uh, absolutely amazing um, range of stuff in yeah. there absolutely amazing so that's um, got a beer shop in the basement kind of cafe bit um, on the ground floor. On the ground floor, and then bar. Well, the bar on the. They've got they've got two bars. In the, they've got the bar in the cafe bit as well. But yeah, that looked more like a kind of you can buy your cake to have with your beer. Whereas right, yeah, go upstairs, and then it looks more like. In fact, actually, the 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 new one reminded us. Um, sorry to say this to you, Charles. It reminded us of um, Jessup House. Oh, Wild Men, mm. Jessup House. It had that kind of feel to it. Yeah. Don't go there. The, yeah, the, the, sorry uh, for, to say those words yeah, to you. Yeah. For, for anyone not aware, Wild Beer closed their amazing Jessup House venue in Cheltenham recently, uh, which we're all a bit miffed about because we did oh, use to go there every now and again. And we never heard any, any kind of mention that it was happening. No, it was so we didn't even get to say goodbye. Radar, wasn't it? Yeah. We didn't even get to go there. Yeah. Anyway. So yes, we did House Trembling As we were walking to our hotel on um, on the Thursday, um, as we were walking down the road, I suddenly went, there's Brew York there. And then so I was like, yeah, we're, ne- we're, ne- and we're nearly at our hotel. I was like, did you know that our hotel was literally just down I'm the road? I'm going to say now, <laughs> with my hand on my heart, you blame me, I really didn't know that Brew York was about 50 yards from the hotel we were stopping in. I have no idea. I've heard that before. You've, yeah. got, to yeah. do, you've got to do your research. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was, he doesn't that was, need uh, to, he just looks out. That he was a happy coincidence, yeah. to be honest. Um, but yeah, basically, we, we recorded a few uh, bits and pieces with Rob actually whilst we were up there. So um, and, we'll, and just for the listeners, Rob, um, who would just catch us for the first time, Rob was on one of our earlier episodes, which was episode six. Yeah. Um, which was the Beaver Gay episode. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so he's check been on the out. show before. So yeah, check that one out. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, we ramble on a bit about good places to drink in York. On tour, podcast on tour. We are in York, and uh, I'm here with Vicky. Hello. Uh, Hello. <laughs> and I'm here with Rob from Hopzine, friend of the show. Hey, how you doing? Um, and so, yeah, we're currently, where are we? With the Maltins in York. Okay, and this is quite a traditional sort of pub, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, even the, to the point that they don't take cards. Yeah, there was a little bit of like, oh, actually, who's got some cash on them in it's, uh, in this cashless craft beer society that we exist. Indeed. So, yeah, um, what are we all drinking? So, I'm on... Uh, te- uh, Turning Point. Turning Point. For a York sort of brewery, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. York, yeah. And I have only just checked it in and I still can't remember what I've just drunk. It's called Juicy something? No. Um, That's okay, not to worry. What are you on, Rob? You're on the same as me, I'm on you? the same as you, yes. Um, uh, keeping it local with... Um, <laughs> Arbor's <laughs> um, mosaic on cask. No on cask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. Spot on. Yeah, yeah. Four, was it 4%? Something like that? Yeah. It's raining yeah. in from the um, 
the amount of uh, probably double IPA and seven percent upwards. We've probably been drinking for the last hour and a half. That's right. In the House well, of Trembling Madness. House of Trembling Madness, which we'll come on to in a minute. Uh, has Vicky found uh, what she's drinking yet? Yeah, I'm on uh, Headhunter by Turning Point, which again, four point six percent. So yeah, nice and low again. Well, that's drinking for you, and it's peaks and valleys. You can't yeah. can't go go kind of strong from the start. No, 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 no. We that's all know where that ends. Yeah, indeed, in the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're up in York, um, doing a touristy sort of thing, but obviously um, we're seeking out some good places to drink as well. And uh, it seems that York has has got some decent places to drink. Mm. Uh, obviously, it's got fierce competition from uh, Leeds. Um, which is probably what it's only half half an hour around the train. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it's it's doing all right, isn't it? It's it's um, where where have we just been? As you say, we've been, uh, House of Trembling Madness, newer it's, branch. It's the, yeah, the newest one, which is on Lendold, which So it's um, over four, it's over four floors. Be big old bottle shop in the basement. Mm. Um, he, he, he piles them high and doesn't leave a square inch of kind of like real estate available. So there's a lot of him, and Ian who owns it, he loves his juicy IPA, so that that is quite dominant on the bar, which I'm more than happy with. Happy with yeah. Absolutely. And so, yeah, ground floor, it's quite more food orientated, but with um, 11, ca- uh, 11 keg lines, three cast lines, and you, but you go upstairs, it's, an, it's a different set of 11 keg lines, same cast lines, but so 22 kind of different keg beers. That's not bad. No, especially if you enjoy the similar kind of beers that he's does, which, which <laughs> yeah. I do, which works out nicely. Indeed, so that's that's a high point of, of coming here to, yeah, to yeah, check absolutely. that place out. Um, and like we were saying when we were in there, it's like, it was quite amazing how many strong beers he'd got on there, and how many impy stouts mm. and yeah, kind of yeah, dippers and you know, and he clearly is obviously shifting them. So yeah, yeah it's it's not like they're sitting there for two, three, four weeks no. or whatever, is it? You know, yeah. so no, absolutely. That's a, that's the pull of York being. It's a tourist place. I mean, the the other one, the original Trembling Madness, which is a fraction of the size. I mean, if you go in tomorrow night on Friday night, you you, you probably won't get in because it's right. absolutely jam packed. Um, they've got like another eight lines in there and it's similar kind of fare but with a little bit more that traditional kind of medieval York yeah. kind of like character right right so this is uh, yeah where we are now the Maltings uh, is a more traditional sort of place uh, got a mix of uh, I didn't expect to see any keg beers in here actually mm. um, some Thornbridge some Roosters yeah um, turning points so it's all kind of like relatively local yeah and this Bristol beer that we're drinking. Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so... Um, Where's the landlord? That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Tiff Taylor's landlord. That's uh, yeah, what people yeah. want him. Yeah. Oh, she don't know. That's I need to find some sparkles. That's what Twitter tells me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all they drink around here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, need to find some of that. Um, so, really, for somebody coming to York, what do you think would be the, the first place they should head? Would it be Trembling Madness or... Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it is the shining star as far as, like, ranges go. It's the most progressive. We got, both of them are bottle shops as well, so, I mean, they can all, they're can they getting through it. They're of um, quite a wide variety. And it just opens doors when you're, when you're buying for bottles as well as, as, as cask and keg. I mean, variety's better, isn't it, really? But um, Brew, Brew York's great. 
for for a long time York was a bit of a kind of beery desert. The York Brewery, which is very traditional, um, um, intermittent quality, shall we say? <laughs> I think that's being diplomatic. Diplomatic, yeah. But so I think it was it was shouting out. I mean, it's a, it's a big city. It's a tourist destination. It, it it was screaming out for something, and I think Brew York are, are filling that gap. I think the the sours, the dark beers are good. So uh, and and definitely just on the fringes of town as well. A place definitely worth visiting. Yeah, yeah, we've yet to go there, but we might end up there later or tomorrow. Especially as it's on the way back to the hotel. So on uh, both days. On both yeah. days, yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So, there yeah. You go. It's it's on the way out from the hotel on the way out tomorrow as we're yeah. going out. <laughs> there you go. We may not get any further. Uh, so yeah, so that's 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 probably the place to head for then. Yeah, I mean there's some there's some great great bars which are all kind of um, affiliated with the Pivovar chain which owns like Euston Tap and obviously York Tap and Harrogate Tap and Sheffield Tap um, and they've got an original bar which is Pivney which is in a lovely old probably Georgian kind of building tiny little rickety place mm. um, and, and they own a bunch of places in town like the, the Market Cat with Thornbridge so it kind of covers there's a good amount of like cask yeah. Traditional, and there's a lot of stuff that will appeal to a lot of people. But then there's that, like Trembling Madness, definitely the the craft kind of pinnacle, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's one of those things. I, I guess maybe if people are coming up north from the south or the Midlands to drink beer, they're gonna head for Manchester. They're gonna head for Leeds. But actually, if you do come over here, there's still enough to to satisfy your your, your crafty oh, needs, isn't there? So. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So obviously, um, as as we record this, the the sort of news on Twitter today and yesterday really has been uh, about certain breweries appear to be going into supermarkets. Now we we had all this last year as well uh, with Beaver Town and that sort of thing. But yeah, uh, somebody's Instagram account, the guy who seems to be the buyer for Tesco's, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I um, actually met him at um, Beaver X last year. Oh, right, right. Like, it, it was mainly his mate, but um, I uh, they had the photograph t- taken with me entertainingly. Yeah, <laughs> right. I was quite drunk, but he was very tall, that's why. <laughs> I'm not lasting memory. Very nice guy. Yeah. Very tall. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Magic Rock is, is pretty much the big news, isn't it? Magic Rock, going into Tesco's, mm. um, the main beer that was on his Instagram account is one that looks like it's it's um Luminescence? Yeah. Yeah. Um it's gonna be a Tesco out exclusive. Before, I think. Right. Oh so it's been out before. Mm. Um but I don't know if that, I can't remember was that gonna be a Tesco exclusive or something from next week? It might be. Because it seems like the North one. That's a new one on me. Right. Not what it's called, but I think that might be. Like like you were saying earlier, like the um, the brew dog one, that Mr President. Yeah. Which is it hardcore? Is it not? I don't know, but effectively you can only get that beer in Tesco. Yeah, it was once upon a time. And James Watt, when they were brewed up with first getting supermarkets, he said he always said you'll get core range in supermarkets, but you'll never get that kind of you'll never get headliners and you won't mm. get the abstracts and all that kind of business. So it's all about that separation. Yeah. So not to jump the shark, but you mean. I can't see what the big problem is. <laughs> well, it, actually, funny you should mention Brewdog because um, one of the beers supposed to be turning up in Tesco's next week is Funk Punk, 
Yeah. Uh, so it's technically an overworks beer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So interesting. I've not tried that yet, actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, just interesting to see what would be typically something regarded as Brewdog's sort of special projects type stuff turning up in a supermarket. Um, and there's quite a bit of other stuff turn up as well, isn't it? Wildcard, but Wildcard are already in. They're already in Tesco, which I've never really noticed. But some of their cans and, it, and who who else is? Apparently, there's going to be some more announced. Yeah, I did take kind of a bit of joy in the last <laughs> day and a half, kind of adding fuel to the fire. I'm not a troll on Twitter, <laughs> but um, I did Honest. take joy in doing that a little bit with some a bit of Photoshop. Popping on some verdant and, and other half, and then yeah. ultimately some Hill Farmstead cans. See if, if anybody would bite. bite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he, I just thought he was just getting a bit farcical, really. Like, it's not going to ruin anything. No one's like sold out to kind of Budweiser. No. Nah. They're just found, finding different routes to market. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think. We, we were saying, because we're very lucky in Warwick, In we've got a good bottle shop, we've got a good micro-pub that does it and whatever, but actually, Stratford-upon-Avon is 10 miles down the road from us, and there is nothing, nothing there. No, absolutely nothing. Nothing. absolutely nothing. You're lucky if so, you get a bit of mad goose. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, actually, if you're living there, and you're going to Tesco, which is the main supermarket there in Stratford, as your local supermarket and you're doing that as your weekly shop it's your gateway to good beer yeah, isn't it exactly yeah. yeah if we lived in Stratford we'd be absolutely over the moon about the fact that finally this stuff was turning up in Stratford we're doing the uneasy thing because it's like oh what does that mean for our local bottle shop and stuff but you know and it, it, so I think it's it really interesting it depends on where you live and where you're from and what's your how good your beer scene is around you Absolutely. Yeah. What, how yeah. it affects you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's one of those, yeah. Does it mean that... I mean, I saw some quite interesting comments on the Instagram of the guy who is the, the, the buyer for Tesco, and some of it was from bottle shops that were sort of saying, oh, this is it, we're done with Magic Rock now, you know. And it seems a bit knee-jerk reaction, really. Um, well, I think it's, it's like you just said as well, it's just like, surely the supermarkets they're never ever going to get the um one-offs the collabs the no. specials the you know so is that the route that the bottle shops can go down and is there this gateway for people that they can try for example magic rock cannonball at the supermarkets then they walk into a bottle shop and go mm. oh this is something else by magic rock yeah Hello. called unhuman you know. cannonball yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah so yeah. I, I don't think anyone loses out massively, really, no, do they? No, I think there's a bit of panic in there. Especially yeah. if, you, if you're... So I've got, I went out with a friend last night who owns my local beer shop, and I asked him about it in comparison to somebody on Twitter who'd been saying, oh, well, for every £10 that's spent at Tesco's, there's £10 that won't be spent in my shop. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not sure if that's strictly true. Not really. I mean, you know, it's one of them things, isn't it? Uh, you, you do the weekly shop, you might get in just a few beers for in the summer. You yeah. get a few beers in for the barbecue, this, that and the other. But for those special beers, you're still going to go independent, aren't you? And this is maybe where the independent bottle shops can do that thing of like, hey, let's do the whole cold chain thing. Because still in Tesco, it's going to be sat ambient That's temperature the on the shelves. Yeah. Yeah. 
Plus, they're not going to know what their customer base wants. Whereas, as we know from um, our local um, bottle shop owner, it's just like he now knows what his customers want. You know, it's like you know he knows his customers. He knows what styles are like, what he can get in, what he can't. Tesco's are just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to get in. You know, we're going to get in ten slabs of that, and hopefully it will sell. But yeah. you know, you don't. And you've you've it's been for now. You've been into our local Tesco and seen out of date stone cans and stuff. Absolutely, so, you know, mm. actually, stock rotation not necessarily that great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just because just it's in there doesn't mean it's going to sell, does it? No. Because nobody's there on the aisle going, oh, I see you're picking that up. Actually, you might also want this as well, which yeah. an independent will do. And this is for, for us. For people who choose to sit in a pub with a couple of microphones out, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, in the who bubble, would do that? What, it, it, we, we will understand the idea of kind of freshness and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I love um, North Transmission. I am, um, uh, I, I have bought it from uh, MS. I mean, it's been in MS for six months at least, yeah, um, for a two pound odd a can, and, and it's a great beer. Um, but I can be at the tap room and buy it for two pound fifty, and mm. I know it's going to be like two weeks old at, at best yeah so i'm still gonna go there it's not gonna because i know at m&s it's gonna be wow four months old now but yeah. those people who are going to max and spencer's to do a bit of shopping and grab a couple of cans of beer because they look interesting same applies to like wine as well you mean mm. those type of shoppers are kind of like avid consumers informed consumers a lot mm. of the time so it's not going to... I don't think it'll have a, a hit on, on the independence at all. No, I don't think so. I think it's just augmenting um, yeah. in the towns that's got a good bottle shop. You know, people who just stock up on stuff for the summer or whatever. And then, you know, still go independent for, for the interesting stuff. You know, ultimately, if you're independent, then you, you've got to kind of play to the strengths that you can do as an independent. You've got to have cold chain, put events on. Mm get the collabs in and yeah. the, the rare beers and stuff like that meet the brewer events and tap takeovers all that sort of stuff that you can do it's a it's a totally different model to a supermarket isn't it yeah. really yeah my, my, my local bottle shop is a it's a gig venue it's a, a, a social hub yeah. in a lot of ways last, I, I went in last night and they, they have a, a spoken word and poetry night every like once a month cool. and um You've, is that's it you can't just expect to be in a, in a in a major city for a lot of time and expect to live on just selling beer yeah yeah, yeah it needs to be something more as well so you know these places if they they, they are the masters of their own destiny aren't they in a way mm. you run a small independent business you, you can put on extra things and all these other events and stuff like that and that's going to be their their USP in a way isn't it in, in future stuff like that so yeah it's storming a teacup isn't it really yeah that's what Twitter lo- Twitter loves uh, kind of a bit of melodrama doesn't it yeah yeah so there you go so there we have it um, so I think we're looking like we probably need to kind of refuel uh, soon so we're probably gonna where, where are we heading next let's we're, see let's see <laughs> let's just see where we're heading next let's see where york takes us indeed so in the meantime yeah we better sign out pack all this gear away and go and have another beer somewhere so thanks guys and uh thanks rob yes yeah. but the following day 
we went to Leeds, didn't we? Yes, we did. Um, because Leeds is only half an hour away from York. So we jumped on the train and um, we went over to Leeds because we had got a um, brewery tour booked at Northern Monk, hadn't we? We had. And um, so, yeah, we went into Northern Monk. It's quite busy, actually, but the, the Leeds United were at home that day, so there was a few people in. Uh, apparently they were playing Millwall. So You've got to do your research. I know. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't well planned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Um, <laughs> but anyway, there was. I, I, I initially thought, oh, is there going to be much uptake for their brewery tours? Because it's a little bit hidden on the website and whatever. Um, but yeah, there was must have been about what, a dozen of us or something like that. So basically, uh, a chap called Ted, who is the bar manager of the Leeds uh, Northern Monk Refectory, um, basically did the, uh, the brewery tour. So unlike other brewery tours where you normally do the tour and then you have a beer afterwards, he basically arranged it so we each had a third of... Uh, what did we have? We, we had, had the Guava Have Faith. Guava Have Faith, which is the new Guava edition of, of Northern Monk Faith. And we had uh, one of my favourite beers, the um, uh, the Mocha Porter, which I, I never remember what it's actually Northern name. Star. Northern, Northern Star. Star, that's the one. So everybody then toddles downstairs uh, with their little tasting glasses uh, of beer. And uh, yeah, we had a, a tour of the, uh, the brewery in the basement. Um, sorry, it's the ground floor. Of of uh, of Northern Monk and uh, yeah, it was pretty good, wasn't it? Pretty good. We went to the cold store where they keep all the hops and was sniffing some hops and uh, all that sort of thing. It's pretty good. And um, so after the tour, uh, we had a little bit of a, a chat with with Ted and uh, he basically sort of said, yeah, there's there's as, as it stands at the moment, the the beers brewed in the basement of the flax mill are. Um, sort of smaller batch kind of stuff because they've got a second site now where they're brewing the stuff for supermarkets you know all of the core range core range yeah Um, and um, yeah he kind of let slip that uh, what they're looking at doing in the future in the flax mill is getting a cool ship and brewing some kind of uh, mixed firm kind of beers which is uh, pretty exciting kind of stuff Uh, so that should be interesting Um, and so whilst we was also in Leeds then well we had to go to Bundle Dust as we always do in Manchester. Just because. Just, just cause. cause. It's Bundo, isn't it? Um, and it was a little bit quieter than the Manchester one, which we struggled to get into uh, the last twice. And um, so we had a, a bite to eat there, uh, had some good beer there, and then we went to the North Brewing uh, City Centre Tap, because North Brewing... Where you drank loads of North Brewing beer, Simon. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we, we thought you'd not really... Had many of them, to be honest. <laughs> Looking at your untapped. <laughs> right. Well, 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 there was the um, some of the beers that were left over from the collaborations event. I think the the Brexit beers, no? the twelve beers which were collaborating with the European breweries. There oh. was someone, wasn't there? I don't think they were on, were they? Um, the Siren one, Belgium one. There was definitely a siren in there. there. Was a siren. I, I can't remember. Yeah, there was a siren. <laughs> siren. You're looking at my yeah. own tap check-ins. Yeah, because I text, I text Charles and went, what's he doing checking sirens in when you're in a, in a brewery tap? Right. <laughs> oh, that's true. I think I'm, I'm Drink checking. Drink local people. Yeah, didn't I have um, enrichment? Yeah. 
That's good beer. That the truth's there. coming out now. Yeah, yeah. Good beer. I'm trying oh. to see. Oh, this trying is to see now. Where now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a nice space. It's a nice space. It's quite near to the station. Obviously, North have got their own. Mm. Uh, the, the brewery itself is kind of further out of town, so it's, it's further north in the to, city yeah. centre, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but they've got a tap room there as well, haven't they? Yeah, they've got a tap room there. They've got one south of the, of the uh, railway. Yeah. Uh, and then. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a good few little tap room spaces around there that that are, that are good to go to. I went up for work not too long before you went up, and uh, there's uh, Salt Brewing Tap Room. Uh, so th- this is Craft Asylum Number One. Right. So, so so Salt Brewing, I think, is very close to where Rob Hopsine lives. So is he um, um, Shipley? Kind of Shipley. Shipley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, his local bottle shop, I think, is Shipley. Uh, the, the Triangle, which right. is the, which is in Shipley. Yeah, because I, I went up, to, uh, we've, got a, we've got a new guy that's working for me. I went up to work with him up there and uh, uh, he came out in the night in the city centre with me. Um, mm. So we did we did the Craft Asylum, we did Northern Monk as well, we had a bit of food there. Yeah. And then uh, back to the North Bruin City Tap. And yeah. By the time we got there, I managed to get him onto a, uh, a salted caramel peanut butter something yeah, or other nice. from north which from was north. Yeah. so so you're right actually yeah i've just looked at my check-in <laughs> and i had a siren i had but, but a richmond it, by siren see, and a root road goose by magic rock <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't making it up um, <laughs> i can't remember what you had but yeah <laughs> I, drink, I drink from the source then, I did, I, i'm sure i had a north yeah, I had some North beer. I can't remember now. Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 North beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was ten on tap. You had one. <laughs> judgment. <laughs> yeah, judgment. Just let me drink what I want to drink. Um, yeah. So yeah, whilst we was up there, um, we also went to Friends of Ham, uh, which is quite. Uh, it's very well established. Very close to the station, isn't it? I think. Yeah, all of them are. Like Bundo yeah. is uh, the north tap that we went to is, and um, did you get the Sovereign Street one or? Uh, I didn't know there was what. There's two friends of Ham. I'm sure. No, no, no. The the north. Um, the north one was north tap room. So there's it's, one, it's there's one, one Sovereign Street. Yeah, yeah, there's one yeah. Sovereign Street. There's one north of town, which is in the. Ah. Oh no, we did itself, right? Yeah, 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 we did the one. I say north of town, another sort of three hundred yeah. yards. North of <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and then we did Friends of Ham, yeah. which uh, got some good beers on. Yeah. Um, I mean, Leeds was very very busy. It was a Saturday night and all that. Um, hmm. But Friends of Ham, we managed to get a seat. Uh, they had some great beers on. A good mixture of uh, keg and cask, and. Um, they do amazing cheese boards. There. I was going to say it's, it's a good place to get sort of nibbles and you yeah, know, absolutely, yeah, sort of yeah, bites um, to eat while you're there. Yeah, yeah. amazing cheese board. So, but obviously there was a lot of stones unturned because like there's various other places in Leeds that we we didn't. What get you didn't to. go to Turks Head or White Locks? No, no, no. So Turks Head, White Locks, there's, there's <laughs> little Leeds. There's <laughs> vocation as well. I know, I know, but that's okay. We can go back another day. It's all right. <laughs> okay, it's okay. So um, so that was our little trip to Leeds. And then, obviously, the other thing we all did uh, recently was we went down to Hackney and Hackney Wick, didn't we? Have, have a few beers. We did, um, we did. Where did we start? So we actually we actually started at the Experiment, which is obviously the Verdon Pressure Drop Tap Room, which is oh, walking oh. distance from the station itself. That was um, a good place. still my beating heart. That was a beautiful place. Yeah. We had some it was incredible good, beers, wasn't it? to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, both, actually, to be fair, Pressure Drop and Verdon really killing it um, oh yeah the, the the pressure drop ones were really standing up against the the verdant stuff yeah as well. definitely you know, like, really really good I think there was an IPA called Lucky 
Um, there was yep. a Black IPA, yes. which was really interesting. Yes. Oh, the Tiger Tail. Oh, the Tiger yeah, Tail. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, Pressure Drop, wasn't it? Yeah, we started which, on that one. Yeah. Which was very different for Black IPA. It was quite yeah. smoky. Sort I think of it was like orange zest in it as well. Smoked orange zest or something. Yeah. Um, um, that was superb, yeah. Loved it. And yeah, Verdon, as always. Um, so we went there. For, we, were, we were there for about an hour, were we? Oh, half. You were there a bit early because you caught the early train, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. To beat the... The, uh, the protester crowd oh um, yeah we had to stand all the way yeah. train. whereas we got a seat the earlier um, train got a seat yeah so uh, you're no. going on about doing your research yeah we cho- choose the oh, day to go down to London the same day as there is in March you know? I, don't, I don't mind standing it's only an hour it's fine <laughs> worked really well um, no we uh, we then went to Hackney well, next Church door. literally next door yeah. um, Hackney David. Church Brewery yeah that was it yes um, St John at Hackney Wick or something yeah it? it was very very good it beautiful was space wasn't it lovely food there as well and, yeah. and from what I remember, Simon loved the toilets. Yeah, Simon did, did, did rate the toilets. They were pretty special. Oh, yeah, they're like steampunk <laughs> toilets there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Carrying oh. on the tradition. <laughs> well, it's been a while since we've, since we've reviewed any, any, any toilets. Had a toilet review. Toilets. You've got to have good toilets. So I think you there to. you actually have to walk through part of the brewery. It's part you of the brewery, yeah. 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 I, I remember I, I went and uh, did my... Business, and I, was washing, <laughs> I was washing my hands and Please, no two, two girls walked in and looked at me and I said I, th- I think it's unisex I don't know just, oh whatever <laughs> I carried on um, yeah there wasn't any sign on the door it was just uh, toilet oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. they had quite um, an eclectic tap list didn't they there was, there was obviously some brewed by that brewery in there some yeah there was about three of theirs weren't there but it was also a bunch of different stuff so there was yeah, like Colonel there was I think there was a Siren beer Buxton beer mm, and yeah I think I had a Colonel in there I think I had a Colonel exports out as well yeah 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 um, when in London you know yeah exactly <laughs> I should do and uh, yeah. me and uh, me and the angry Canadian had some uh, <laughs> some ribs didn't we you did you did oh yeah they were really nice. All the meat. Was yes. It? Whereas we were holding out for the pe- for the pizzas, weren't we? Oh, That's right, because that was the next spot, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we went up to the Pembury Tavern. Pembury Which Tavern was only for the pizzas. F- five minute walk, was it? Five, yeah. Ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all clustered quite close together, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. That um, was excellent in there. There was a really good choice of food. Real good choice of beer. Well, the beer, as I said, it was that series, which I think spilled over to when you were in Leeds, which was the... Citizens of Everywhere. Citizens of Everywhere, which, which was 12 is, yeah. UK breweries with 12 European breweries. That's right. Um, it was an anti-Brexit kind of... Yeah, um, um, it's the spirit of collaboration, isn't it? It's masterminded by... Uh, Moore Brewery? Justin from Moore. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, although I don't remember seeing that many of the beers in the Pembury Tavern. There was quite a few, there, but also there was, there was one or two of the cans that were released as well. So I think right. is, this, is this one of the pubs where we sent Vicky to the bar? I just saw that they had lost some grounded uh, the Marzen the Kellapils Ke- 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 no no it wasn't Kellapils it, it was a honey uh, Marzen don- Donkey Vote was it called Donkey Vote Merzen Merzen I'm sorry is that it's not Marzen I'm loud, yes. Apparently, yes. Apparently, yes. Yeah. We, were, we were told by... Yeah, so, yeah oh, I know. Uh, we always uh, called it a Marzen, and then yeah, somebody, somebody corrected us. Oh, <laughs> 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 you learn a lot in this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Pembury Tavern, yeah. I mean, I didn't obviously go there. I don't think any of us did before it had been refurbed. Oh, you, you went yeah. there, yeah. Was it a bit of a dive, or was it still um, okay? I think it was a very, very kind of old-school, sort of traditional... Um, Boozer. Boozer. Yeah, in, in the sort of East London. But yeah, yeah. What they've done, obviously, now is incredible. It's great. A massive range of obviously the five points who own it. But they've kept, they've kept a lot of the traditional features of that old pub, mm. but also modernised it as well. So I think that's what's really worked well. Is they haven't totally gutted it 
and completely you know painted it white and kind of turned it into the big gastro pub it's sort of it's not a Scandinavian furniture no stripped no, no, pine no. etc blah 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 is it it's it's still got that spirit of a of an old boozer but yep. updated for for the modern age massive choice of beers in there and a fantastic yeah. pizza definitely pizza awesome. fantastic pizza yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you so kept was, going on about those didn't you and that was you, well needed he wasn't yeah. wrong he wasn't, he wasn't wrong. wrong at all yeah i would definitely go back there again actually yeah. So, uh, where did we go after that? We went to the Cock Tavern, Tavern. was it? So, the Cock Tavern. So, we went from somewhere that had been refurbished to something that was very traditional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But they had... well, this the, the an L-shaped bar, didn't they? With, that's right. With a lot of beer on. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cask, a lot of kegs. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, half, maybe eight keg. Massive fridge selection. Yeah, that wasn't um, it. The, the cask and keg got, selection yeah. wasn't enough for us, so we, we ended up having a few bottles, didn't we? We did. We did. And they had a massive selection of pickled eggs as well. Yes, they did. Which I didn't, I didn't, we didn't, we didn't partake in yeah. that. We just I've never before seen changes. a selection of pickled eggs. You know, it's yeah. usually pickled eggs or nothing. But this was what, four or five different <laughs> jars? Oh, no, I've, I've seen somewhere where there was a normal pickled egg and a balsamic pickled egg. Now, that's yeah. in a posh place, but this had chilli. <laughs> dry hot? The, there was, there was some... Um, uh, Double dry eggs. There was yeah. some, some with kimchi in it as well, so some Korean wow. stuff. It was awesome. Only yeah. in East London. Anyway, it looked nice. I'm not that old. Did gonna, it go well with your um, little earth that you bought? That all you the little earth, yeah. We had a couple of them, didn't we? we, had, we, did. we had a so trip, you uh, cracked open some bottles of little earth. All the farmhouse. All yeah, the, all the farm yeah we had, a, we had a, a saison and we had a tripper. We did, I believe. Which which of those was the ones that was more like a Flanders red? I can't the remember. Tripper, I think. Right, I tried that and I was like, I've never gone too near their stuff because I always thought it was too too extreme and that was that was amazing so this is also the point where we all turned a bit Australian because it was a beer yeah because it was called Gooba uh, called Gooba 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 Gypsy Hill wasn't it Gypsy Hill which was (laughs) a peanut butter milk stout Uh, yeah no no it was yeah. a no yeah. it's a yeah, hold on. or something I've got it here I've got some it's I've got a, some yeah, friends from the north I've got some friends from the north east that, that use that as a pejorative term so yeah uh, <laughs> goob is not a term of endearment what a good uh, yeah. right. <laughs> so we have that and but funny enough that place originally was where Howling Hop started the brewery was they used right. to brew from that site before they then moved to uh, their current location over so in the Wick, which is where we went next. Which as a little segue. I'll tell you what, it's yeah. almost like we're professional. I know, um, I was going to say, we're getting good at this, aren't we? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I went to it's Hackney Wick, went to the Beer Merchant's Tap. Which is a great space. Uh, which is a lovely space. Unfortunately, the for us, the footballer just kicked out, or the rugby, or something well, like that. Well, I, rugby think, was, footballer, I, think. Yeah, I think there was, there was a combination of There was a lot of people both. there. Because you, you said to me, Simon was saying to me afterwards, he said... Um, Where's the Saracens ground? Because he said I kept seeing a lot of um, Saris t-shirts, and um, I was like, I don't know. And anyway, we googled it, and it was like West London. And then I realised when I watched the hi- rugby highlights um, that they'd they were playing Harlequins at the um, West Ham ground at the so the Olympic Stadium. Stadium. So of course they all piled. They'd out, all just piled as we out. Up at beer merchants. We yeah. managed to get a table any... though, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. But um, again, it's that whole thing you were saying about we need to prepare better. We clearly yeah. hadn't prepared for that, had we? Yeah, I, it's it's quite funny because like the whole um, sort of Hackney section that we did, although it was a bit earlier in the day, we got served super easy. It was nice and quiet, and, and it, was, it was there, great. But as soon as we got to beer merchants, it was rammed, and uh, it was a little bit of a struggle to get served and such like. But beer merchants is a great space with amazing bottle range as well as 
massive amount of taps there, aren't there as well? Yeah, there was what was it, ten or so mm. taps there. Yeah. Very good select. Good, big, diverse range of beers as well. No, there must be more. Must be twenty. No, there's fifteen mm. or twenty. <coughs> so they have a core lager on. I think it's normally Palliner. Um, mm-hmm. And they have yeah, just every rotation of different, uh, you know, um, well thought of breweries, and a great fridge, like huge amounts of fridge yeah. space. Yeah, and they've got a hot hoppy fridge. They've got a dark fridge. They've got a sour fridge. Yeah, it's kind of thing, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And we had a what was it? The blackberry. blackberry yeah. So we we had to look in the fridges and <laughs> yeah. we picked out a half acre beer. Yes. I'm now going to try and find out. It was a raspberry infused sour beer, um, and it was incredible. Um, we it was shared a spontaneously that. fermented thing, wasn't it? It was. Uh, That's right. Fantastic. It was called Loam Black Raspberry. So it was an American wild ale um, coming in at 4.8%. Oh, not um, a big hitter then. No, no. Uh, a, tight, a very small batch beer they did um, with a modified bill of wheat and shit. Shit. Shit uh, malt. <laughs> wheat and shit. <laughs> shit. shit. That's, that's funky. <laughs> um, Sorry, you're going to have to put an explicit sign on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, we always yeah. do that anyway. Yeah. You, you, you. Edit that out. Edit yeah. that out. Um, <laughs> So, but that was incredible. Um, yeah. And, but there was quite a few half acre beers on that day. Yeah, there's some stuff on tap, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, uh, they Daisy the, Cutter and. Um, some against the grain as well. They had the 70k. Mm. Uh, the um, uh, milk, was it the, the Imperial Milk Stout or Barrel mm. Age Milk Stout or something like that? It's fantastic. Mm. Yeah. I know our always, friend, always uh, good, our friend Shandy had it with, and, and he didn't even put any lemonade in. <laughs> you didn't water it wow, down. Wow, what? Didn't water it down. Blimey. Didn't there water you go. it down. Um, so that was great. And then after that, we wandered around the corner to Howling Hops, didn't we? Yeah. Which was the tank bar, which was absolutely rammed. It always yeah. is. I mean, it always yeah. is. Because um, it was at that point that I sort of thought, do you know what? I've had enough of crowds. And we we <laughs> well, we, we started making plans. For yeah. Different different groups of the yeah, group yeah we, we within split the group. Into different groups then so you guys went to Bermondsey yeah we, we weren't quite done at that point yeah no, we weren't done so we we, we we didn't fancy going to the uh, the mysterious uh, Euston Tap that which no one ever our, no our one friend Sean never to. remembers going in um, <laughs> he never went there uh, but no we went to, we uh, we used a uh, an internet calling service for a taxi I don't worry want to there was an umlaut in there somewhere yeah um <laughs> We went to uh, the end of the Bermuda Beer Mile, went to the uh, Cloudwater Tap. Because that made perfect sense after eight hours of drinking. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and when we queued for 15 minutes to get in, yeah, uh, there was arguments in the queue, no. mainly, mainly from us saying, why are we queuing? Yeah. Um, and then we got in and... Uh, we and that's when questions. you thought it would be a great idea to have an 11% triple IPA. Yeah, but Chubbles though. Chubbles. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got it when you do it. Uh, so then after, after there, we went to the bottle shop. We did. Um, Which you didn't know at the time. It was probably the last time you went. Well, we must it, have been it is the last time we went there. We must yeah. one of the last few customers. I think, uh, I think it closed on the Monday after we'd been in on the Saturday. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, fault, it's yeah. our fault, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did you buy something from there, though, didn't we? We bought a couple of train beers. We bought a couple of train beers. And then we got back to the back to Houston. Not Houston, Marlebone. That's where you went wrong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might end up in Edinburgh. Yeah, we, we, no, we, we ended up back at the train station and uh, raided the M&S. Yeah. Raided the M&S and then we were away. Yeah, good stuff. So all in all, good day out though. Yeah, Fantastic. it was a good day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In a way, it made a change to do Hackney and Hackney Wick as opposed to, you know, many times we've gone down and done the Bermondsey Mile. And all as good as it yeah. is, 
it was interesting to go to the places in Hackney. Mm-hmm. But there's enough there's enough to do around those those yeah. kind of spots yeah. to sort of really have a good good cracking day out. Yeah. Well, I think after talking to Terry, our friend who lives down in London, yeah. uh, I'm going down in June yeah. with uh, some old work friends, and yeah. uh, I'm going to show them around Bethnal Green, around the, the that sort of neck of the woods coming in towards Islington mm. and then uh, finishing off on Brick Lane for a curry mm, so uh, nice. that'll be an interesting Friday evening <laughs> and an explosive <laughs> Saturday <Yeah>. possibly <laughs> <laughs> right hey, it's time we had another beer isn't it I yeah. think yeah. hey we've got another beer in front of us hey, what we got thought you'd never ask <laughs> uh, we've got a beer called California Shire or Shire which is by Magic Rock and Bagby Beer Company from the US um, this isn't the first time we've seen Bagby Beer Company collaborate in the UK. Um, they did some releases with Cloudwater, which I don't know if you remember the two Yeah, years. the JPA was great. JPA, which was incredible. And there was also a double IPA called System Failure, which was great as well. So this is this particular beer is a West Coast Pale, but it's actually a transatlantic brew. So it's combining best of English and also best of the US mm-hmm. um, in a 4.7% ABV package. So you've got quite an interesting ingredient list. So you've got kind of UK and US uh, malts as well as UK and US hops. Interestingly, in the hop bill, you've got East Kent Goldings, which is a UK. I just saw that, yeah. Which East is Kent a, Goldings, right. Which is a, obviously a UK one. And you've also got Mosaic, Citra, sorry, Chinook, Cascade, uh, among others. And you've got also a mixed yeast fermentation as well. You've actually got a US yeast, which is WLP001, which is, a, I think that's a Californian ale yeast strain, and WLP013, which is a London ale yeast. So you've got a bit of the best of both worlds, really. So yeah, you can really tell. So in the glass, <laughs> I mean, it's not really hazy. It's very clear, slightly yeah. clear, orangey. Um, yeah. It's quite earthy um, for me. It's a little bit, little bit of orange peel, citrusy. Do you know oh, that 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 definition of, of sort of um, the mid Atlantic pale ale? Mm. It is spot on because it is. Half American, half on the yeah, nose. UK. I'm getting almost like a slight funkiness, but it's like, like you say, the earthiness. Mate. Mm. But that's got to be coming from the East Kent Golden, surely, yeah. It's not. It's it's quite a muted aroma in many ways. It's not exploding out of the glass, but whether for four point seven percent, we were expecting that. Um, where's the fuckles? <laughs> where's the fuckles? Yeah, exactly. But it has got this sort of like slightly floral sort of note to it as well, which may be from. UK hops. Yeah, I think that's um, what gives it almost like a sort of traditional ale mm. sort of bit to it. You know, there's like a percentage of like traditional cascade or kind of uh, aroma and taste. It's got that British bitterness rather yeah. than mm. exactly. American bitterness, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think it's really pleasant. I don't think, you know, your juice, the juice mongers are going to go crazy over it. Um, it it's definitely. definitely not that. No. Um, and it's also not raspingly bitter like a lot of these West Coast beers could be. Um, it's quite subdued in many ways. I don't mm. know if you're getting the same sort of thing. Mm. No, like I said, it's it's the it's definitely the British style of bitterness, yeah. yeah. As opposed to the sort of real malty sort of thing you get from an American um, American sort of pale. Yeah, because this is the thing that we've often said, isn't it, with American beers that they can have almost that. There's almost a malt sweetness in some of their IPAs that that balances it out, which I yeah. like as a style. I think that's great. But yeah, this is. I think you it's could tell it's a hybrid beer, can't you? 
it is sort of beer you, you, you could drink a little bit quite a bit of um, because it's not going to wreck your palate with bitterness mm. it's quite a dry it's, finish it's quite dry yeah mm. um, it's not it's not overly dry or sweet it's sort of somewhere in the middle um, more towards mm. the dry end but yeah pretty good yeah, I could see this. Um, and this I could see this working well on cask. This probably, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. So this might just give us a little segue into some some news that occurred. Oh, no yeah, news. yeah, this is about magic rock. This is magic rock beer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, Something happens. Yeah, they've. Um, well, for anybody living under a rock, <laughs> you see what I did there. But um, um, yeah, they've oh, been taken over. hundred percent. <laughs> You're not getting that through. Yeah, that smells. It is. Apologies for the tumbleweed going through my kitchen now. You know. Um, So yeah, for tumbleweed, check the show notes. Um, Tumbleweed.com. Anyway, yeah. Um, So basically, uh, yeah. uh, As we all know, Magic Rock have been sold to Lion, who are uh, an Australian uh, sort of company, but parent company is Kirin, the Japanese lager company. Uh, which obviously puts them now in exactly the same uh, situation as Four Pure, who were bought by them uh, last year, was it? I think. Which was yeah. 100% buyout as well. Yeah. It? So both of these 100% buyout. Um, obviously, a lot of um, you know beer Twitter kind of uh, exploded. Uh, um, a couple week of weeks Friday ago, ago didn't yeah. It? yeah. Um, Certainly did. And so yeah, I don't know what everybody's thoughts are on this situation. Uh, uh, you know, some people said that they saw it coming. It was the worst kept rumor in in beer. Uh, you know, and people were dropping hints on social media for several days. Um, yeah, but what's what's everyone's thoughts on this? Um, well, there are some ethical problems with Lion, uh, which I won't go into. But there are you some. Can, some people have talked about that. And yeah. If you dig deep enough, yeah, you will find that. You can yeah. find various things online, which um, makes me think. Uh, um, less inclined to to buy their buy so beers that are so I, I I'm probably not going to buy the the Cannonball Run this year if right. it happens. So so you're struggling to down this particular one. That right, I am. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. <laughs> sticking in the throat a little. It, bit. Does, it does leave a bit of a bad taste. Yeah, yeah, um, not, a bit of a bitter not aftertaste. Quite quite bitter. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah. No, it's in- interesting. Interesting thoughts. Um, you know. Um, yeah. Any further thoughts on the situation? I think, I think it's made a little bit of a, more of an impact for me as a, as a beer drinker compared to the Beaver Town situation. Right. I think a lot of us saw Beaver Town that we saw that coming a little bit further away, whereas a bit the Magic Rock was very sudden. And I didn't think of like I know you said there was a bit of rumours, a lot of rumours mm. that were happening before, but I still didn't see it. I always saw them as an independent brewery, mm. which which could stand up in their own right. Yep. But then, you know, it all started to make sense. The super, the increasing um, appearance in supermarkets, uh, a solidified core range, um, regularly rotating um, seasonals, and the branding makes sense. It, they they recently the artwork became unified in all the core beers, yep. and it just sort of started to make sense. That it's one of these things in retrospect. Ah, oh, yeah, because it was only a few weeks ago, wasn't it? There was pictures of their new canning line that was like massive. And you're just like, oh yeah, 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 and and it's all started to fall into place, hasn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of just all made sense, really, that, that something like this would happen. But it was still a shock to me, anyway, personally. I mean, it was sort of a brewery which I got into very in my very early part of my journey, sort of craft beer wise, yeah. and um, to see them kind of 
go to where they are now is, is sort of quite amazing to sort of yeah I think I think I share those thoughts really in as much as you know uh, obviously I, I kind of got into the, the whole craft beer thing with Brewdog and because probably, probably before yeah, me as yeah well, so. and, and because Magic Rock were then just starting to sort of get started up and so it was one of those things where you go right well I've had some Brewdog beers who else is around making beers like this and pretty much you did a Google search at the time and Magic Rock was the name that would always come up. So, you know, drinking things like Rapture and Highwire from, from early days, really. So, you know, they've, they've been part of our sort of drinking history, as it were, for, for, for some years now. So, and you, and you know, you, you sort of go to their tap room and it's so incredibly um, intrinsical, sort of built into the fabric of the local community. And people are going in there, all sorts of, from different walks of life, drinking pints of they do cask beer in there and keg beer and to see such a mixture in a tap room it's a social not, pub isn't it yeah, yeah not just to see a, a particular type of yeah kind of craft beer fan in there just sort of you'd see a cross section of, of the local community in there so yeah um, I doubt that will change you know I doubt there's the people a lot of people that go to that tap room won't be bothered by this news really mm. it'll probably be a, a small part of the um, the drinkers in there that will kind of really really stand up and notice it really but yeah, for me it's just that I'm I'm a bit of a I've said this before now haven't I where it's like I it's that whole thing about big companies taking over smaller companies and it's just that whole you end up with pretty much most of your products whether that be beer food whatever tend to end end up being owned by one to two percent of the of companies you know and it yeah I think it's an exact it's another it's, example of you know we did our shopping in supermarkets quite mm, a while yeah got meat from there as yeah. well and then and then all of a sudden we thought one day we we're going to a butcher's yeah go to the butcher and wow yeah you actually taste the flavor of, yeah. of, of the meat you're supposed to rather than the sort of saline stuff that they put in it and all that kind of stuff so mm. it's homogenizing isn't yeah, it really yeah exactly uh, and it <sighs> And even just as even more socialist than that, it's just that whole you know you've got all the wealth going to, you, all the wealth is going to a few people rather than the masses, and it's not quite the masses. But no, no, I get what uh, you're saying. I get what you're saying. And also, you know, this is a um, an Australian stroke Japanese kind of uh, multinational, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to look at the flip side of it. You know, Rich Burhouse, the head of of Magic Rock, pretty much. Um, you know, he's obviously been offered a fairly tasty mm. package for them to buy this. How many of us would go, Turn do you know what, I'm going to stick with him principles. Yeah. That's him, his family, sorted for yeah. the next two generations yeah. probably. And although he's staying on and he's going to be there for the next four years, I think it's going to be... In a consultancy kind of yeah. role maybe. Um, and so maybe things won't change too much. But it is one of these kind of uh, scruples type scenarios, isn't it? Where if somebody came up to you and said, this company that you've spent about five, six, seven years building up, we're going to give you this massive check now. And, and you know, it's the kind of decision that would, would probably keep you awake at night. Maybe it wouldn't for some people. Maybe they just go, yeah, give us the money, give us the money. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to know, really. And, and people do get very passionate when because these days people yeah. support breweries a bit like football teams or the bands that they follow and stuff like that there's there's you've kind of like bought into them a little bit so when something like this happens it's um a time to take stock and and work out that kind of balance really of of your principles versus 
yeah, but it's still good beer. And that good beer is going to turn up in more bars and pubs and stuff in maybe towns and stuff that don't necessarily have good beer. So, who knows? But, and <laughs> again, though, then you've also got that other thing, which is, I suppose this is it from a beer drinker's point of view, Cannonball being a... Cl- uh, and the Cannonball run there and the human Cannonball and all of those... Um, they're they're brewing higher strength beers is there a little bit of suddenly they will go they'll change taste will change slightly or they'll go lower strength Um, wasn't there isn't it Beaver Town Bloody Hell I don't know if that was a joke post or not do you see that post the other day about Bloody Hell is going to come back oh but it's going to be brewed to 5.5% now instead of 7.2 I didn't know whether that was a late April fool or not I I don't think it was but but again, there was then people sort of going, ah, you see, this is the, uh, there's, you know... There's, the there's, there's probably two factors to it, isn't there? There's, there's, there's the, the economising factor of, of producing a lot of it. Um, there's also the trying to be as consistent as you can be, mm. similar to BrewDog in a way. Mm. Yeah. You, know, pu- you know, punk isn't what it used to be. But it's always the same. It's always it's always the same now. Consist- so, you know, consistency. It's, it's the consistency. Getting that consistency means you might have to dial back a little bit on mm. some things mm. to get that consistency yeah. across. You know, all of the outlets that you're going to push it through. Um, so yeah, th- that that might be some of the the reason for it. Not that I want to stand up and defend any large multinational <laughs> faceless organisation. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's definitely a, a, you know a belief that like if you look at the way that they've grown you just think you know could they not have grown organically they've grown mm. to where they are now organically through um, direct sales and the tap room through distribution to to the independents and also to the summer supermarkets yeah, just you know was it, why is it right that in the in the web blog though which was we've got this far with you know our own investments but yeah. at this point beyond that it involved more bank loans more kind of stuff secured against properties and, and various other sort of things really and and so so, so does it then come down to greed and just sort of you know like you said, it's sort of this sort of perennial chase to get there's a few ways to do it isn't there there's, yeah, exactly. there's, there's the brew dog model you know yeah. where you where you, you, get you take some, on some you, private equity take on some private equity or you get some money in from investors yeah and then you have a airline and a hotel and <laughs> all the rest a of it brand. Yeah. and a brand and, a, and then a a big church in Berlin, yeah. um, and you know, or, or you go down the route of a big buyout, yeah. such as Beaver Ken, or you mm-hmm. know. And it was it was really interesting as well because we've already obviously already mentioned about the fact that we did the Northern Monk Brewery tour, and of course we got we got chatting to Ted afterwards, um, and one of the initial first questions we asked was about you know yeah, well, oh about Magic Rock so because we literally had gone there days after the, the news the broke day, it was the following day yeah. you're yeah. always getting these and scoops aren't you I know so the, the exactly. fullest trip you know, yeah I know well, oh yeah, God, it sucks, <laughs> isn't it? yeah so where are you going to go next <laughs> don't go anywhere find your rebel but, um. but yeah <laughs> but it was yeah. that we you know Simon turned a bit of a jokey question with him as like you know oh so are you going to be the next ones that uh, you know um get a big buyout like that with the um magic rock, magic rock. and they were in, they were adamant initially it was just like no 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 we're staying independent we're staying independent however chatting said a little bit he was kind of he could see 
kind of see where they're coming from because you know obviously he knows how difficult it is to keep growing your brand to keep getting the money in it is expensive to buy but the whole question is when when do you get to a point where where you're actually satisfied with where you're at yeah well exactly that's it isn't it there's two ways of doing this isn't there you can be happy with where you're at, and the classic example is, is the colonel. The colonel. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I was you, just going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and they're just there in the railway arch, making amazing beer, taking their time to do it, and not being stipulated by um, supermarkets yeah. or shareholders. Shareholders or specific yeah. styles they've got to brew. They just brew what they like to beer. They do it in a tap room, though, don't they? Uh, yeah. I heard a rumour that the tap room might open again. But uh, it was Ooh. only a rumour. <laughs> calm down, calm down. It's another oh. inside scoop, is it? Can you imagine, <laughs> yeah, can you imagine no within, within 500 yards, Colonel, cloud water, more beer, <laughs> brewed by numbers, times two. Oh, there you go. Calm down, calm down. Um, <laughs> That's right, we've got the Sturchy Mile. Yeah, Sturch Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. Personally, I don't think I will stop drinking Magic Rock beers, you know, because when... when Core range, I've I've had most of the core range, and um, I mean, yeah, Cannonball is such a it's great still a beer. great beer. And um, so I don't at the moment. Uh, yeah, very good point. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Cannonball in Tesco's. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, Tesco. Funny you mention that. Yeah, it's funny you should mention that. I'm so, good at this now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what's everybody's uh, hot take on Tesco, or maybe even a lukewarm take on on the Tesco uh, news this well, week? So we heard, obviously, we heard rumblings from an Instagram account, uh, Domo, Domo Beers, Domo, Domo, Domo Hill, Domo Hill, who is apparently a Tesco beer buyer, and he was putting up photos on Instagram of these amazing craft beers. And drip cans, feeding the info. Drip feeding the info that, that was going to be landing in Tesco's, and there was sort of disbelief in, amongst the craft beer community, and lo and behold, um, it they, came true. They all appeared, apart they from Doncaster. But it, <laughs> yeah, so on the Monday it was it was this last Monday wasn't it it was the yeah. release day but so there was a lot of um, excited beer fans heading to the the yeah. aisles of Tesco only to be disappointed and there was there was one see, on, uh, on Facebook that was furious <laughs> oh I saw that post <laughs> yeah we best yeah not best give that right. any further uh, airtime <laughs> oxygen of publicity. Um, but it, it appears they were a bit slow getting out the, the whole range but it was some range wasn't it I mean, yeah I mean our local Tesco didn't have them until what was it the Thursday I think Thursday something Wednesday. like that um, but yeah just just to kind of sort of uh, run through what they've got now which is, is quite a good selection obviously some new Thornbridge stuff gone in there there's um, a pink, pink grapefruit house in yeah in 440 uh, cans Yellamu or Yellamu yeah that's, that's like a dipper yeah. um, which again in 440 cans uh, the Magic Rock range is Luminance, which is New England New England IPA. Apparently, it has been brewed before, but it yeah. is now a Tesco exclusive. Apparently, well, I, th- I thought I'd had it before, but maybe yeah. I'm mistaken. Um, the, the core range got Cannonball, all the hoppy stuff. So inha- sorcery, uh, sorcery and inhaler, yeah, yeah. Uh, which are part of a three for five pound twenty five deal. I mean, come on, yeah, Fred um, is fresh as well, yeah. Uh, Wildcard have got some cans now they've started canning uh, North have got some stuff in there North they? have got a double dry hot beer in there um, I think Four Pure bun- released a bunch of collabs in there now as well so there's yeah. a real um, variety of very quite exciting beers in there for sure perhaps we would have liked a few more dark beers maybe 
There's That's a, true. There's nothing true. really there's dark. A, the only great dark beer they've got in there is that Vocation and Yeasty Boys collab, the Blue Blueberry Blue. Waffle. Ah, uh, the Waffle. Which yeah. I'm surprised because I'm pretty sure that would have sold pretty well. Um, mm. I'm surprised they've not kind of expanded on that. Yeah, put another dark beer into it. Yeah. Um, Do you think it's it, I think it's only our local branch that it sells well, and that's where uh, Dave keeps uh, buying them all. <laughs> yeah. 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 I do love a bit of love and hate. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's all it's all great for for the beer lover. Um, you know, it's bringing the cost of good beer down. But equally, the flip side of that is, what are the independent stores going to do? Mm. Some of them seem pretty pissed off, and I can get that. Um, you know, there was a post from Hot Burns and Black, the the bottle shop in London, that said the price that Cannonball is now in Tesco at is actually, you know. The, that was I the can't, trade price for them. Trade price. Yeah. Yeah. Trade price. They can buy it for. Um, so basically, they will be discontinuing uh, Magic Rock, and on a more local uh, level, um, we've talked about Clink before in Digbeth, who, for anyone not aware, they've had to change their name recently, which then shortly became Clunk. Yes. Clunk, yeah. For about two days. Yeah. It's now Beer Digbeth. Um, but yeah, they posted the other day and said, we're getting rid of our Magic Rock stock. We will not be um, stocking them anymore. There were some amazing bargains to be had as well. Bottles of Strongman there going super cheap. Uh, yeah, missed one, out on. one of the online retailers uh, who's particularly against this kind of thing uh, put them all on sale and they were selling Strongman for £4 a bottle. You're kidding. Nope. Oh my god! They, uh, they they disappeared before I could get any. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's bargain of the century. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a flip side to it, really. But you know, as um, as we spoke to uh, Rob from Hopzine about this, uh, which obviously is included in this show as well. You know, there's there's we we talked about the fact that the independent shops, you know, they've they've if they they they've got the the kind of things that they can do that Tesco's never going to be able to mm. do meet the brewer uh, cold chain uh, tap takeovers and all sorts of stuff that they can do and they're just going to have to play to those strengths I think uh, I think, you just, I think you've just got to evolve and adapt to yeah. the market changing really and you, yeah it's still always going to place, be a place for an independent whether that's stocking the specials whether it's uncovering new breweries whether it's well, that's investing the other in thing, local breweries isn't well. it this is the other thing with these breweries it's like actually when they do put on the special beers it's like will tesco be selling those probably not they'll probably no. keep the core range so no, actually if the, in, if the independents seeing, stop stocking them then actually mm. they're uh, we're still a long way from seeing barrel aged imperial yeah. stouts ending up yeah. in the supermarket yeah. and until that does happen and and can the supermarkets actually look after them properly? But well, you know, will we start is, seeing a lot it. more of this stuff out of date? And, and you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 you, know, you can go and have your cannonball at one pound seventy-five a can from a ambient shelf, or do you go to your local bottle shop and pay a bit more for it, and it's been sat in a fridge the whole time? Mm. Um, you yeah. know, it's interesting uh, sort of thing, really. Um, about time for another beer, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. We're, yeah, we're I think it's time run pretty beer. low. On the yeah, beer. yeah. What do we think of the um, the California sheer? Mm. I think it's pretty pretty yeah. decent beer. I'd have okay. it again. Okay. Yeah. I probably wouldn't. It's no. not my kind no. of thing. It's a bit bitter with hints of yeah. human atrocities. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's double bitter yeah. because of that. Double yeah. bitterness. <laughs> I think we should uh, go and drink something more independent now. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>
Got another beer? Yeah, we have. It's uh, uh, Vibrant Forest uh, in honour of Andrew that I met on the cast 2019. And uh, uh, he managed to give me a couple of cans of um, Stone Sap, which was lovely. Um, this one is Whitetail Blue Pine. It's uh, 8% Summit Ooh. Double IPA. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do we all think? What, is it, what are we getting on well, the Summit is uh, unusually yeah. murky. Hot, it's isn't it? Yeah. It's very unusual hot. Yeah, it's a very dark, murky. Yeah. It's quite brown. Mm. But not that brown. But it's not mm. a diacetol sort of brown, though, is it? <laughs> Charles is not convinced. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure on the nose. That's different. Oh, wow. That tastes strong. It's got a different kind of bitterness, isn't it? Mm. And this must be the summit hop, then. Of yeah. which you, you don't see too often. No. Well, it's, it's a bittering hop, I think, primarily. Right. Um, what, rather than a, than a aroma, aroma hop? In aroma hop so yeah. you can use it more on the hot side, probably, mm. than the cold side. But So it's, sort of, it's, it's often used with, um, you know, as a, as a hop. In conjunction with yeah, other hops, yeah. Right hops, so yeah. is this this is single hops, yeah? Yeah, single hop summit. And wow. um, it's got, it's, well, it's, it's quite juicy. A lot of resinous citrus in there as well. Mm. Sort of like a orange rind, sort of almost bretty sort of oranginess to it. Yeah, it's definitely orange, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Summit's one of those hops I think it's got very high alpha, con- alpha, alpha acid content, so you tend to get a lot of quite, quite prominent flavours with it sometimes. Yeah, this uh, is a, a orange juice. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's orange juice, it is orange juice. Yeah, it's definitely. a bitter orange juice. It's a dangerous bitter orange mm. juice. Fleshy, fleshy blood orange. Yeah. <laughs> well, um. I'm just reading the um, uh, on the can it is saying about Sam, Summit is a standalone hop, very underrepresented. Say that again. <laughs> I can say amogluconol. No, I can't even say no, that. You can't even say that. Shut up now, Victoria. Right. Yeah, it's a very underrepresented. Represent- Start again. <laughs> It's very opposite. Oh, shut up! I think we'll move on at this point. <laughs> it's a good job this is this is a two and a half hour podcast. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Longest podcast ever. It's, it's the podathon. The podathon. <laughs> Are you going to try again and get it right this time? It's it's often relegated to bittering or lost among other var- no. varieties. No, no. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay, we've got a tiny little bit of news here. Um, so first, um, something coming up in Brum. Um, there will be a Birmingham bottle share starting. Our friend. Uh, yeah, our friend uh, Rob Edwards, friend of the show, who runs the Wednesday, Wednesday uh, Beers... <laughs> oh, you're uh, struggling. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday Beers... Uh, blog thought. Um, yeah, as organised in conjunction with The Wolf, uh, which is a great bar in Brum, we've all been to. Um, a Birmingham bottle share, which is... The first one is on the 24th of April. It's a Wednesday night. Um, so if you want to know more about that if you're in the Midlands uh, area um, there's a new Twitter account set up at Brum Bottle Share and uh, you'll be able to find out further details so um, do you you get in touch directly with Rob or how does it I would uh, basically uh, I think there's still sort of there's there's some details uh, linked through on I think the Wednesday Beers website Um, so yeah check check that out um but yeah, it looks like their, their Twitter account has a lot of information as well. Absolutely. So. Yeah, yeah. There's all the sort of rules and regulations, of which there isn't too many at this point in time. It looks pretty accessible. Very Yeah, accessible. yeah. 
Um, so that's happening, so that's great. Look out for that. And then on an even more local front, um, Warwick Real Ale, who obviously we've talked about uh, quite a bit because they're our local bottle shop, um, they're under new ownership. So basically, uh, big thanks to Sean and Molly uh, for running the shop for the last three and a half years, uh, for bringing great beer to Warwick and building a community of drinkers with the events that they've put on and uh, sort of uh, organising trips down to Bermondsey and up to the Indie Man Festival. And good luck to Paul from local brewery, Lock 34, who has now taken over the business. Um, and he's uh, started this week. Uh, he's already got some fridges installed, some huge fridges in there now. So uh, hashtag cold chain. So basically, uh, a few weeks back, before we kind of knew that this was all happening, uh, we interviewed Sean about Warwick Real Ale. And um, so we, we asked him basically about the, the sort of start of the business, which has been going on for three and a half years now, and, you know, how he, how he set it up and the changes that uh, uh, have been made over the years and that sort of thing. So it's almost like a, a sort of chapter one, really, in, in the history of, of our local bottle shop. So um, we're going to uh, basically uh, have a listen into that now and find out a bit more about uh, a place that's, uh, you know, been a real sort of uh, hub for us beer lovers in well, the Well, it's all, it's all very close to all of our hearts, isn't it? Because this is how we all met through yeah, there. We, so, we, uh, we wouldn't be sat around yeah. this table doing yeah. what we're doing now if it wasn't for yeah. for Sean and Molly and, and the shop. Absolutely, absolutely. So and also uh, our, our raging alcoholism. I would say we'd, we'd be a bit lighter <laughs> as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our, our livers would be healthier. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, but hey, you know, beer. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll raise a glass to them. And, yeah. uh, cheers. Cheers to yeah, you. And, uh, cheers. Cheers. Have a listen to this. Cheers. We are here this morning at Warwick Real Ale uh, in Smith Street in Warwick. And uh, we're here with Sean, who uh, who's the main man here. Uh, we've got a few questions for him. Um, so the obvious stuff first, really, is like when when did the shop open, and what was the inspiration to open the bottle shop? Right. So um, previously, the the premises laid empty for four years, and it was a, a ladies' fashion shop. And our biggest task was catching all the spiders. <laughs> and. Uh, from there, then we, we gave it a good clean and we, we painted it white because it took about 10 coats to get over the Cherise pink. Uh, and we did a pop-up bar for um, uh, the Smith Street party. We managed to get a temporary event notice and uh, myself and some friends put a, a temporary bar up, which was great fun. And uh, then from that, then we decided um, that we were going to go into, in some direction, going to real ale and didn't really know much about craft beer at that particular time. Uh, so rather naively, we, we decided that we were going to put on little pins of real ale and sell um, real ale in bottles from primarily the local boys, uh, but some of the good stuff from around the area. Yeah, you were selling real ale in um, yeah, like so selling Yeah, selling yeah, little pins of real ale. Uh, we used to do two at a time. Um, never tapped a pin in my life and used to knock lumps out of my thumb. <laughs> I used to get so anxious, and if I missed, I was covered in beer. Uh, but I smelt lovely for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> so what, you what, think you um, smelt lovely, yeah. yeah. So the, the, the pins that you were getting, was that from local breweries then? Yes, it was. It was uh, we would do Byatts, Lee Byatts beer, or Church Farm, right. uh, predominantly. And some of the smaller ones, we did uh, Stratford 
um, brewery as well. We did um, some of Richard's beers for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it, with the help of, um, and this is one of the wonderful things I discovered about being in this industry, is how friendly and outgoing people are. Mm. So we nervously went over to Beer Gonzo uh, to meet Anthony and was fully expecting him to march us out the door, but he didn't. He kind of welcomed us with open arms and really helped us uh, and put us in the right direction for craft beer. Yeah. And um, there was obviously some beers that we were very nervous about putting on at the, at the time, such as Evil Twin, uh, and looked at the price of some of that and thought we would never sell it. But those guys over there would allow us to buy really small quantities right. just to put it on the shelves. And would even they would even allow us to give it back if it didn't sell. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Which gave us a lot yeah. of confidence to step yeah. into that area of craft beer and bring in some of the higher end beers. Yeah. Um, and we I, we fully appreciate all the help that we got from Anthony over at Beer Gonzo. They were good lads. Yeah. It yeah. got even better with them when they started delivering because it was a pain driving over there <laughs> every <laughs> week to go and buy fill yeah. the car up with beer. So, yeah, so are they still uh, helping out at times? Or? Well, no, we don't. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I haven't spoken to Anthony for some time now, but um, we're, I'm sure we're still good friends in the background, but they've gone to a, in a different direction, mm. I think, and when we see their, um, their wholesale lists, yeah. we don't have a great deal in common anymore. Mm. Right, yeah, they've they're very much into their Lambics and the yeah. Sours and all of and, that, yeah. And some of the really top-end American stuff as yeah. well, so yeah. Um, yeah, we feel that's just a little step too far for us over yeah, yeah. So, obviously, that's um, yeah. Sorry, when was that? Uh, you opened? It was late twenty fifteen. Yeah, September twenty fifteen. Right. So, so yeah, you made that sort of uh, move to to opening the shop permanently. Uh, obviously, yeah, selling the real ale initially. Um, as as obviously, that's been quite a while now. Has, has it been what you expected it to be over the last two years? Well, four as years, I nearly four years. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nearly four years now. Uh, as I envisaged it, no. And I think that's that's been really the most interesting part about owning the shop is that myself and all about all of our customers have been on this journey together. Mm. I think. Yeah. And um, we've all started creating uh, and uh, had different tastes for beers. And watching some of my customers who started off drinking pale ales now going into Gers and and yeah. Lambics and and they're really enjoying their journey as well. Yeah. And it's providing the beers for all of those people and all of those different styles and tastes, which has been really really good fun. Yeah. Um, it's the it's the tricky bit there, isn't it? Because you know that some of your customers are now going towards that way, but equally, you know, what quantities do you get in? How quickly are they going to sell? Especially, like you said, more of the Gerses and that and that kind of thing. And it's, uh, yeah, and it's I think that's where Beer Gonzo helped out because mm. we could buy it in reasonably small quantities and, and didn't take a hit on, on being left with stock on the shelves. Yeah. Because um, we've always said... as we, So for those that don't know, obviously they've never been here, the layout of the shop is basically quite long and thin isn't it and the shelves are all down one side and it basically starts off with what you've called your your like local microbreweries your ales from the UK and then you've got three craft shelves of craft beer UK and with between us all we've kind of we've joked about oh right which shout which lot of shelves is that customer going to go into and I think you've said before haven't you some people have started off on the first shelf which was like your local microbreweries and they finally they, they gradually move up the shelves into the the craft beer section don't they and uh, over time so yeah yeah you're right and i think what's what's been really interesting as well and and, and was a group 
a great gateway for people was when we put the craft beer taps on. So we put in four taps then and, and introduced the beer growler system. Uh, and the great thing about that was that when you started talking to customers who were buying real ales, I would, uh, one of my big tricks was that once we concluded that transaction, I used to take them down the shop and give them a taste of craft beer, uh -huh. which totally blew their brains, uh, yeah. and I'd get another sale out of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> yeah. Salesman, yeah. so when you moved over, because you didn't have the taps originally then, um, and you was just doing the pins, so the people who came in and was drinking the pins and stuff like that, were there some people that were just like, I'm not going near this stuff, I don't like this stuff at all? Was the it, Yeah, it... I mean, the pins, the pins were okay, but it, it, we were limited to the amount we could buy and the quantity because obviously we, the, the, the clock's ticking as soon as you... you but did you get about three days out of them or something? Yeah, about three days yeah. max. And, um, and also the, the plastic containers, the PET containers we were putting them into weren't ideal for keeping them fresh. They were good for, um, good for real hours, but certainly not good for keeping the condition of craft beers. Yeah. So we gave it um, some thoughts about how to um, how to dispense and um, and use the beer growler, and we did actually buy the wrong taps initially, um, which um, they because of the ball within the tap, um, it caused quite a bit of turbulence when we were pouring, and we had a great deal of fobbing at the beginning. But now we've got the flow control taps. We have a, a it's it's far more suitable because the ball at the back of the tap is exactly the same as the one at the keg. Yeah, so right. there's no turbulence yeah. created through the flow controls. Right, right. Um, yeah, so, and, and it's grown and grown, and we've, we're up to selling 1,500 of the, the, beer, of the growlers now. Yeah. And, and it's great business because it brings an awful lot of people back to the shop. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? It's a, it's a really good way of doing repeat yeah. business. And, yeah. it's good for, and it's good for sampling and people to try and taste different things and, and give them an introduction into craft beer. And... Uh, Whereas we started off with um, three lots of shelves being real out, we're down to just two now, mm. and, and we've expanded the craft beer a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So the evolution of the local drinker, I guess. Yeah, it? It, yeah, is. Really. yeah it is. Yeah, it is. And we, I think we've all educated each other along the yeah. way. Mm. So talking of which then, so obviously you must have quite liked beer before you thought about setting up a beer shop. So what was your... Uh, <laughs> have you got a beer journey? What is your beer journey? Or, well, you know? no, my beer journey is was um, very quick um, it, it, I was just a regular Joe drinking and um, I used to like my real ale mm. um, nothing in particular I wasn't I was pretty um, uh, wide ranging on the styles of beer I drank um, and but I, I to be perfectly honest with you I didn't even know you made beer right and I took a one day course uh, down to Bristol mm. and took a, a course down there on how to make beer and how to um, taste the different qualities within beer and what to look for. Yeah, uh, and that was my my first step into beer. Previously, right. I was yeah. It was, uh, so it's been a big, big long learning. Yeah, curve. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's just like anything else. You once you put yourself into something and and give it your all, you soon pick it all up and understand yeah. it. But I still wouldn't go back. I would. I would never begin to start, or even start to begin to start brewing beer because them, guy, them guys are fantastic what they do. Yeah. And I, I don't the think I can do that. I'm yeah. a little too yeah. old in the no. tub for that. <laughs> I know that's it, isn't it? Yeah, we did a little bit of a foray into it, and it's like, ooh, yeah. Yeah. No, leave it to the experts. Yeah. yeah. Courses yeah, yeah. and courses. Yeah, so we sort of touched on this already. Obviously, you've got a lot of regular customers, and their tastes have changed over the time the shop's been open. Um, and as you say, yeah, the people that have had more traditional tastes have, have moved across to drinking the more crafty kind of stuff. 
Um, but as I said earlier, is is it a case of some people they are quite fixed in their I will go and I will drink the the local real ale type stuff that you've got, and they really can't be kind of coerced into into trying the stuff off the taps or whatever. Or yeah, I I think I think at the age group um, that come into the shop, I I would say are generally around about thirty to forty five fifty. Mm. Um, we do have uh, guys that are older than that, and yeah, they are pretty um, fixed on sticking with real ale. They like the Bathams or they like the bitter, and they will never drink anything else. Yeah. And yeah, but there are still plenty of guys who are in that ilk. Um, we had a customer in yesterday who is a, a, a big, big real ale camera guy, mm. so a local bloke. Um, no, he want, but he's really experimenting, and he's yeah. coming in with books. You may have seen him in here Friday, actually. Oh, right. Did you yeah, see yeah, the guy yeah. with the big. With the books and all the paperwork, I think so, and he's yeah. he's yeah he's he's out and he's out trying. He, he came in particularly to try Liquid Light yesterday, oh. which was really interesting. Yeah. Right. Uh, so he, uh, although he says he loves real ale, he'll never change, and he supports mm. camera. He still wants to find out about yeah. these new breweries and see what's going on with them. That's great. That's great. Yeah. People have got that inquisitive sort of like, let me try the new stuff kind yeah, of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so I suppose the, the other way around, it's some of the newer. The younger drinkers, shall we say, that have only ever known craft. Do any of them go more of the, uh, the, uh, tr- for want of a better word, traditional styles? No, or? I think no. once you've come to that side, it's very difficult <laughs> it's to go back to the other. Not unless you're out in the middle of the the, the Exmoor heats yeah. and you come across a pub and you've yeah. got real ale. They're they're just going to stick with craft, I think. Yeah, that's it. I suppose that's the other thing though is because of course you've got a Belgian section as well, so I suppose that's there. There's a little bit of you know how many people know and, and and enjoy the Belgian beers as well because yeah, that's um, the next thing to go yeah. to I suppose isn't and it? we yeah we have a lot of um, guys who have nothing else but cider nothing else but Belgian beers right and they're religious with that yeah. they don't they don't even look behind them and see what's there they're yeah. not interested they just they know what they like and that's yeah. it it's that uh, yeah come into the shop and know exactly yeah. which cells are going to yeah. and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah, because I think I remember you saying before, in terms of the traditional stuff, the Bathams you shift quite a lot of, don't you? Yeah. We do, yeah. We and of course it's 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 pretty difficult to get. We we have to um, first of all go to Solihull um, Burnies in um, in Cranwell Boulevard. Oh, I know. Yeah, I forgot yeah. they were still open. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're still going. And yeah. um, but it's it's um, there's a guy who runs it. His name's Dave. Really good lad. And uh, we go down, pay some money over. And then they place our order for us, and then we have to go back over. And so it's like a split up. order then, because the amount they'll get it straight yeah. from Bathams. Then as yeah? soon as they get their order, then they tag ours on. So, ah. but we generally get somewhere in the region of about twelve cases at a time. Wow! So, but and you'll be surprised. It's the best selling real ale, I would say, that we've got. Yeah. People love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. very good. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, from memory, I think you're pretty much the only dedicated beer-focused shop in in Warwickshire, really. Um, so is there any competition locally? I don't think there is really. Is uh, no, there isn't. Um, the, n- not on the, the, well, the range of beers. I mean, obviously, some of the supermarkets are getting onto, on board with some of the beers. Yeah. Uh, and a, a, obviously at a pretty competitive price mm. too. Um, we've generally tended um, to find that if, if some did turn up in, in, a, in a supermarket, we would stop then taking mm. those. That was what I was going to come on to, actually, because like you say, yeah places like Marks and Sparks and especially Tesco's now have started getting in things like vocation and stuff like that that uh, it's almost impossible to compete on that sort yeah. of thing isn't it really and I suppose that's it when you started in 2015 
Although some supermarkets were stocking stuffies, not as much as they are now. So I no, yeah, I think it was just punk IPA pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I think and because we've we it would appear and it wasn't by any kind of pre-plan that we've joined, started the business at the same time as craft beer started taking off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we've all sort of happy tagged along together. Yeah. It's a happy accident. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as you say, the trouble is you're constantly then having to think about your stocks and what you stocking I suppose compared to what's in the supermarkets yeah. and, and I'll, I'll go as far as to say that if, if craft beer hadn't happened at the same time I doubt whether the shop would have survived really yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I can't wow. s- I, I don't think it would have worked on real LMA yeah just a bottle shop just I think it was purely the excitement yeah. and the, the, the desire to get hold of the the, uh, the craft beers yeah. was the lifeblood of the shop mm. wow yeah I, I absolutely believe that that's, um, that's, that's you know, great when, yeah. when at the beginning I think the the one that really kicked it off and really got people going was the V series from Cloudwater. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I, I I can't stress how how hard it was to get hold of some of those beers at the beginning. Uh, we were fighting at the whole of the UK to get it. Yeah, massive uh, demand. Yeah, massive small amounts of beer. Yeah, massive yeah. demand. Yeah. And um, I yeah, it's, it's to get from v, I, we started off with V three, when we pretty much got every one of them, mm. either in bottle or keg. Yeah. Um, and that the create when, once you saw the reaction from the customers that you'd got that beer in, yeah. it was extraordinary, and we realised that there was something going on here that was really important. And ever since then, we've we've strived really hard to to get hold of uh, some of the hard to find beers. Mm. Mm. We may not get them as quick as some people, but we'd always seem to get them. Get them. We yeah. may be a week or so behind. Um, so you know the emergence of Verdant. And now that we're getting Daya again on the cans, yeah. that's been a real good boost. Steady yeah. rolling man is out selling everything in the shop. Wow. Really? Does By a really? country mile. Wow. Yeah. wow. We can't keep People it love shelf. Steady. Yeah, yeah they yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes we'll come in on a Friday and it's like, shelves look quite full. And then uh, may, maybe come back in on Sunday and it's like, what's happened? It's, yeah, it's just somebody not... break in and leave <laughs> yeah. it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. stuff just vanished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you had some of those now on Friday. I was going to get have one of those on Sunday. Oh, you haven't got them now, you know. And again, another thing, another thing that's really been very important for our sales is collaborations. Mm. Mm. So these one-off beers um, have, have been... Uh, have sparked an energy in the people and the customers coming over to buy beer. So, yeah. th- striving to get a hold of them, getting them social media then becomes very important. Getting the message out there that we've got these beers in stock, uh, and then the phone just keeps going and emails <laughs> keep going. And yeah, and, and very thing, often, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, very often we've had deliveries of beer, and I haven't even got it out of the box, and they're they're pulling it out on a Friday. Yeah, and I, d- I sometimes I haven't even worked out the price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, because you, you do that with some of the rare stuff, don't you? You'll put some aside for people if, if you've got enough to, to spare, yeah? Because I've seen you post on the social about one can per person sort of thing yeah. with, the, with the rare stuff, yeah? And I suppose that's it. It doesn't almost need to go on the showers, then, because... It's already been it's sold, already isn't it? Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty well gone. So, uh, yeah. I think the most exact, the one beer that really stood out for me um, over the years was the um, the Cloudwater Brewdog um were they 650? Oh, there's some 660 mil 660 uh, bombers, mil bottles, yeah. 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 Those were, the, the, the demand for that was extraordinary. Yeah. I was really surprised by that. Yeah. So, oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, previously um, you've, you've held events uh, such as Meet the Brewers and, and uh, stuff like that. What, what do you think have been the, the best ones? 
Um, I, I, initially, when we first saw you used to sit down and, and, and it was almost like a classroom where the brewer yeah. would stand up in front of us and, and we'd all listen to him and Molly and I'd be furiously working in the background getting all the beers ready and washing <laughs> yeah. up yeah. And, and carrying on for all six beers. Um, I think they've all been great in their own way. Some breweries are very confident when they get up and talk about their beer and some are a little bit shy and awkward and mm. because it probably was out of their comfort zone. Um, but generally all of them were very good and popular and, and it, it got to the stage where once the invite went out on the mail gym, they were pretty well gone in like 40, mm. 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, so people were very keen to do them. Um, we fell away from it um, this last year or so. Uh, Primarily because um, I was running out of steam mm. as, as getting involved with it, and um, it, it, it was starting to repeat itself, I think, mm. a little bit. Mm. So I think the next area that we'll probably look to go down is um, tap takeovers. Right. Because um, we did a uh, first tap takeover with Twisted Barrel, mm. and it worked really well, I thought. Yeah. And we don't have this formal atmosphere of everybody sitting down. Mm. Everybody can stand up and mix. So we noticed that the the conversation and the laughter levels got a lot higher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because people were able to mingle as they wanted, rather yeah. than me sitting them next to somebody they didn't particularly want to sit yeah. next to. Yeah. Yeah. Because depending on what time you got here, it's just like, oh, well, I kind of know those yeah. people, but they're right at the end of the bench there, and I can't get to them now. So yeah. I'm yeah. Just, and I'm you all had to sit down. Yeah. So it's so it, yeah. it was far far more relaxed to to get in and have everybody just formally yeah. standing around and a couple of chairs out for people to rest on. I suppose yeah. slightly less... Uh, I suppose this is it. With For us as punters, it's great. Always like, brilliant, yeah. That's our th th Thursday of every month sorted. Yeah. And it's like, but yeah, hard work for you guys. Uh, constantly having to be thinking, you know... Oh, what we, well, who's this time and what's going to happen? And, yeah. yeah. So I, I think tap, yeah, tap takeovers can be the way to go now because you can get the kegs and yeah. put them on and, and then once the event's over, you just continue selling those beers yeah. until yeah. they've gone. Yeah. yeah. So oh, that, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds like a good sounds plan, like, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we sort of covered this a bit already, but how, how do you choose what breweries to stock? Is, is And obviously, as you've already said, it is quite difficult to get some of the more hyped beers or whatever, but what what sort of points you towards getting certain stuff in um well i think uh obviously we we always try to do the the most prominent um craft beer so cloud water etc but then looking out for smaller breweries like turning point up in Yule, which we've heard great news about and mm. there's been quite some excitement about their beers and i think a good point to look out for breweries um, to keep an eye on is to see who they're collaborating with who the big boys are collaborating with yeah. So Track being one of those breweries that have their profiles been raised because of the great collaborations yeah. that they've been doing. So that's a good window to watch um, yeah. if you want to see up and coming breweries coming on the scene. And uh, and there still are some great breweries out there such as Odyssey who are making fantastic beer who seem to be just underneath the radar for everybody. Bit of a low profile, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are low profile. Um, who who make great beer? So. It's, yeah, and that's another good fun part of it all as well is watching and seeking out and then trying to get a hold of those beers mm. yeah 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 and again but yeah like you said I mean we actually again it's the draw into the shop again because yeah. if you're the only ones within a 10, 15, 20 mile radius or something that's getting yeah. these up and coming then of course people have got to come to you haven't yes. they so I mean a turning point for an example um, I actually spoke to Cameron up in up in at the brewery yeah. Uh, and then tried to, to find a way that we could get their beers down. 
Um, and it, obviously delivery costs start to make it fairly prohibitive. And yeah. the beers, particularly Dreamcatcher, isn't the cheapest kind of beer you're going to buy. Mm -hmm. uh, and we then negotiated, I negotiated with people that I know at Ebria, and between Turning Point Ebria and ourselves, we managed to get it, their beers on the Ebria site yeah. so we could buy it through their right. distribution system yeah. at a reasonably good price. And yeah. I think we ended up just paying £2.50 delivery on yeah. All no, oh, right. So. Sound. Yeah, yeah, so good. Good stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so we kind of covered this a bit already, but in terms of your your best sellers, I know occasionally when you used to put the newsletters out, that you'd sort of put what had sold well that month. Um, so you've mentioned steady. Uh, on yeah. one side is is a modern craft beer that's selling well, and the Batham's on the other. Is there any other stuff that always flies out, or stuff that doesn't shift at all? Um. I don't think anything stands out anymore. Mm. I think before Gamma Ray was predominantly the the, the dominant beer, mm. it was the best seller on the shelf. A shelf either Gamma or Lupuloid or something like that, and it, they seem to have fallen away. And we we probably know why the reasons or some of the reasons behind that. Um, I daren't take them off the shelves because people have moaned at me because <laughs> so many people still love Gamma so, Ray. So they're still yeah. coming in for it even yeah, though still the supermarkets But we don't buy up. anywhere near the quantities yeah. we used to. We right. used to buy four slabs at a time where we're down to one now. Right, uh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we don't keep it quite as much as we, as we used to. But no, I don't, think, I don't think anything stands out other than Verdant um, on the, and Daya on the sales. Yeah. They, they, we, we're hard pressed to keep them on the shelves. It's yeah. a constant weekly battle. Yeah, yeah. But an enjoyable one. Yeah. yeah. My whole Wednesday is, is just refreshing different pages <laughs> yeah. until they get on the site. <laughs> yeah. You've got less than two minutes to get them. <laughs> <laughs> and then a customer comes in just as it, yeah. it's refreshed. And, and that's and happened as well. Yeah, I've been <laughs> talking like, away and I've lost cans of wine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some guys phoned us from Untapped. And this is a, another interesting point about the shop. Is we, we received a call from Untapped. Um, we were speaking to Cody. Uh, and he was looking at our figures. So he called from the states. Yes, yeah. right. Okay. Out of the blue. Yeah. So I call, so I get lots of people calling me up to for electricity deals. <laughs> but <laughs> this this was a real one out of the blue. So yeah, and he was saying, "Hi, Sean." He says, uh, "We're looking at your figures over here in the US, and mm. we're quite staggered about how many check-ins you get with a reasonably small amount of customers." And uh, he mentioned Simon and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, David and Big Dave and, and Chris with a K and all this. Yeah. and uh, of course what, he, what they probably weren't aware that everybody over here was trying to achieve 500 beers tanked in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in a year yeah. <laughs> or more in some or cases, more in some cases. Yeah. 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 we weren't going to David Moore's <laughs> but yeah they, were, they, they said that the figures that we were getting were really they really popped out um, yeah. that we uh, uh, that we've got really good um, regular customers that come back and, and get the beers yeah but I also I suppose this is it it's your customer base also I suppose we are quite geeky and that's why we're we're going to be using things like untapped and stuff so yeah. whereas other places maybe their um, their customer base isn't quite so uh, geeky for want of a better word I think yeah. it's because know. everything changes all the time though isn't it you know there's like if you just went to a regular pub in town it's like the same beers on all the time whereas if you're into beer your taps are changing all the time so you yeah. come in and go oh that's on this week you know yeah, so yeah. well it's the first time I've had it yeah. you check it in and that's and you're, you're quite right Simon that's that's probably what it is it's the fact that we have re 
replacing with new all the time. Yeah. yeah. There's no, that we have, I think we've we've probably just repeated Steady Rolling and Gamma Ray and probably Club Tropicana in the early days. So other yeah. than that, everything else has been one off. Yeah. 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 And of course sometimes when you get a, when you get a collaboration, say between Magic Rock and Verdant or Northern Monk or whatever and people come in then about six weeks later and say, have you got any more of that beer? And I was like, yeah. you'll never see it again, no, I'm afraid. That's that. oh, God, I really enjoyed, enjoyed that. that. <laughs> I think, it's always the way, isn't yeah, it? Maybe people a little bit outside of the beer bubble just think it'll always be there, maybe. Yeah, and, and yeah this, they this think is, it's going to be like Carlin. Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, no, it's like, get it while it's here because you never know when it's going to... That's it, you've got to, got to grab it. You know, I, I still liken it very much to when I used to spend more time collecting rare records and stuff like that, you know, you see something and you, you know, you're constantly trawling through, through all the record shops and stuff like that. This to me is almost the same kind of thing now. You've got the amazing artwork on the cans and you're looking online, oh, they've got that can of such and such because you, you hear about it. Like somebody used to say, oh, have you heard that new single by so-and-so? Like, right, yeah. I've got to find that now. And it's that same kind of thing here now. There's this excitement about tracking stuff down that uh, really gives it a buzz, you know. Um, but yeah, just um, so yeah. Do do you think social media is important in, in running a business like this? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can. We, we we often get people such as Yell come in and they want to do campaigns, or Google want to do a campaign. Even the guys who ho who host our website would like to do campaigns for us. Mm. And it's a pricey thing to go into, and you're never quite sure whether it'll get out there. They'll they'll give you back figures, but you're never actually sure whether it's bringing people in. Mm into the shop yeah um, also newspapers putting out little adverts magazines and all that but for us um, Facebook has been primarily the most important vehicle for us to get our message out and you right. can target what people the people that you want to the age groups and, and their tastes mm. um, and you can boost it out and reach five six thousand people for ten pounds yeah right right yeah. and you can get you can see the figures how many people reacted to it yeah and for us I think we, we noticed um, in our first year I think it was coming up to November whereas we felt people were walking up to the shop standing back looking at the sign looking in the shop some walked in and some didn't mm. but we felt that once we would started using the social media you could see people coming down the street and they walked straight, straight in. in. They knew where yeah. we they were. They were on a mission. Yeah. yeah, they knew where we were. They, they they Googled us and saw where we were on the street and they they walked straight in. They knew we were yeah. here. And I honestly believe that boosting out on Facebook did that for yeah. us. Yeah. Plus, like you said, if you've advertised it, oh, we've got these in stock, and they're like, yeah, I want that. So that's it. That's why they've come. Yeah. Like you said, they're on the mission. So. Uh, but the interesting yeah. thing about the shop is that it has paid for itself from day one. Brilliant. Yeah. We've never had to borrow money to keep it afloat. We've never got close to any kind of not paying our, our bills or anything. It, yeah. From day one, it's actually paid its way all the way through. Wow. It's been a, it's been a scary but a really yeah. rewarding <laughs> yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. South Warwickshire was obviously crying out. It was. Yeah. It was. It if was. only we knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then some electricians stumbled in on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, you'd, if only you'd have known that it was going to be all right from the start, it would have stopped the sleepless nights before you opened the shop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Because if you work out, once you 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 look at all your overheads and um, you work out how much money you need. And then you break that down into the cost of a bottle and then the profit on a bottle, then yeah. how many bottles per hour you've got to sell just to break even. You say, it ain't going to work. Yeah, yeah. You, there ain't nobody, gonna, there's nobody going to bring that many people into the shop. And it did. It did. Yeah. 
Wow, that's yeah, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. excellent. So, um, so what what are your future plans for the shop? Just sort of carry on doing what you're doing, or any? Um, I think I think we've got a happy balance currently. Yeah. Um, I, I we've we've created this little drinking area at the end of the shop now, so that we haven't got the clash between people wanting to buy and people who want to drink in the shop. Uh, we've actually seen an increase in the amount of sales and people drinking in the in the in the shop now. Yeah. Um, which is good. I'd like to see that yeah. and uh, get the reward for it. But it was purely designed to separate the shop up a bit better yeah. um, from the people who want to drink. Um, I think for us, we we'll have a look at um, broadening the right the range on the taps. Right. Yeah. Um, and then experiment more a bit more with some some of the the, the different tastes, if you like, mm. sours. And we definitely need to put some darker beers on, mm. but. They big they just don't want it in the growlers. They they'll come in and drink it, but yeah, they won't put it in the growlers. That's an growler. interesting one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and like you said, things like saisons and sours and stuff like that. They're, they're it's a bit niche, isn't it? Even yeah. within craft beer, it's a yeah. niche within a yeah. niche. We'd sell we'd sell it to the drinkers, but we yeah. wouldn't to the growled yeah. the growler yeah. refills. And primarily, that's what it was all about. Yeah, to be fair. But and you I are guess, selling yeah. more through the growlers than you are through people coming in and yeah. drinking, like you said. Yeah. So it's yeah. So I think it's baby steps. We'll see how yeah. things go. If if it's the drinking starts to um, or using it more of a drinking venue, then we can, we ex- can look, look at, at that. expanding that and yeah. and taking that. But again, it's that whole thing like you were saying earlier. If people can at least come in and try the stuff, you might get a little bit more of, um, you know, people. Eventually, their taste will change yeah, or whatever. Their taste but yeah, I can. I mean, I, look at you where you started. Well, yeah, you're exactly. drinking now. I know. <laughs> I started off uh, <laughs> stout supporters, and now I'm drinking West Coast IPAs and all <laughs> sorts. And going. No, this doesn't taste hoppy, and you're all going. It's really hoppy. What's wrong? You wouldn't have touched that beer a year ago. Yeah, yeah there you are, true. sort of getting into the hoppy bitterness. Yeah, prime so, example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, so. exactly. But yeah, as I think about it now, yeah, growler of, um, of like you said, a start stouter or porter or something. Quite because they tend to be more thicker and heavier, and yeah, they're not your easy drinking. Yeah, you can get through the growler in right. there, you know, quickly, yeah. can you? Yeah. Certainly not. Because the growler condition, although the beer is absolutely fine the next day, it's yeah. will, it will have naturally lost some yeah. of its condition and the air will yeah. have started to break it down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Where um, um, stouts and porters probably be a bit more robust against that, but I don't feel that, not yet anyway, I don't feel that um, people are ready to take away three and a half pints of a, yeah. a stout. Yeah, because mm. if you think about it, especially in the summer when it's like they're coming in for their and it does and you, and, I, and, and I do very often look up at the board and it goes IPA double dry hot pale pale New England IPA double IPA it all seems to be the same thing yeah but it still doesn't deter everybody coming in because right. the, it's it's not the same yeah beers. Mm. It, 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 the, the styles are reasonably similar but the, the beers all are different so I guess for somebody looking at a picture of it they would say Oh, he's got a load of pale ales on again, but yeah. they are distinct in each way. Particularly, for example, that liquid light that we've put on there—that is quite different. With so the yeah, they're, they're a Nottingham brewery, aren't they? So yeah. Uh, yeah, sort of sticking it with 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 the Midlands kind of. Uh, didn't they win? The, is it them they the won the Thirsty Games, games at uh, Indie Man last year. Yeah. Yeah. Did, and yeah. you liked them, didn't you? I remember I you did, uh, yeah. coming around uh, going. <laughs> It's filling it, filling it. I did it previously for Burning Soul as well. Yeah. There you go. There you go. This is it. You're such an influencer, Sean. You don't realise yeah. it. Yeah. No, I'm just mischievous. Yeah. There you go. So, so um, 
Okay, yeah. well, I think that's pretty much all, okay. our, all our questions. Great. So thanks for uh, thanks for arranging and uh, being part of this. And uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, and I think it's now time for a beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's gone midday. It's right time yeah. for a beer. Where are we going to get one? Okay. Yeah. 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 Down the wall, ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there you have it. Yeah, the history of uh, Work Real Out, part one. We hope to talk to uh, Paul in future once he's got his feet under the table and uh, find out how he feels taking over a successful business and, and taking it on to the next uh, chapter. Uh, but in the meantime, what do we think of the beer? Excellent. It's, yeah. it's a very much a, a double IPA style or you know, taste that I've not had before and I would certainly drink again. See, I'm not sure that I would drink it. Well, mate, I don't know whether I would drink or not, but it's definitely a... If we'd have had this as a mystery beer and we'd have been guessing the ABV, I would have put this at a quite high percentage. Would you have got the hop, though? No, I definitely wouldn't have got the hop, but, yeah. In terms of what ABV it is, you can tell it's quite a high ABV. Yeah, it was, so. it's, it's, it's quite warming, yeah. isn't it, on the palate? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you say, I think it, it's it's definitely quite a unique beer because of the Summit Hop. Mm. Uh, it gives it a definitely a different flavour profile to what I've had in almost any other double IPA, really. Um, would I drink it again? Yeah, I think I would. If, if this was on tap somewhere, I'd probably have a third of it. It's... Um, definitely a different experience and it's good to see that somebody can bring a different angle into a double mm. IPA style yeah, yeah. I think because I've I, I, obviously you know my love of Orval yeah. um, the orange brettiness bit mm. that's really ringing through with me yeah yeah, yeah. so what about you Charles yeah nothing else to add from what you've said really you've summed it up perfectly really yeah, yeah. it's different it's I don't know if it's Naturally, to my taste, particularly, uh, it's nice. It's well made, but it's the hop is very different, and yeah. I'd like to try that with another hop. Mm. Sort of, uh, have, we, have we found a marmite dipper? Yeah. yeah. Mm. There you go. There's food for thought. There's there food for thought. Quite literally. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's as good a place as any to to leave this. So thanks to everybody that's uh, that's been listening. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe to the podcast so that new episodes will always appear in your podcast app. Uh, leave us a review because this really helps. And um, obviously you can follow us on all the usual social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, blah, 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 email, carrier pigeon, all that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> Paging. Yeah. Um, if, if anybody's listening that's involved in uh, breweries or bars and such like in the sort of midlands area wants to get in touch with us about being on a future show you know just drop us a line and uh, we'll sort something out but in the meantime let's finish cheers. off this beer thanks guys cheers, yeah. cheers. cheers. it's been a pleasure again Boom.